Uh, all right, welcome everybody. George Bush <laughs> people. <laughs> you know what? We're we're leaving that in, and that's actually a good representation of today's episode. It's a representation of my high school uh, uh, memories. Okay. 2004. Yep. Katrina. Sure Katrina, yep. Awful tragedy. Uh, very unlike uh, today's episode, which is not an awful tragedy. No, it's not an awful tragedy. We Why is that? Ben Strock and Aaron Webb on of Widgeon. Hell yeah. Uh, and they just released a new album, self-titled, called Widgeon. And uh, <laughs> kind of a, you know redundant, but yes, keep going. Um, so it was a great interview. We had a lot of fun talking to him about the recording process and you know everything that led up to leading to, to releasing the album. Sure. And uh, then we got into some pretty heavy spaces, I will say. The, As uh, we do with Ben Strzok. Yeah, always. Our the, favorite repeat guest, wouldn't you say? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, the bottom line news segment uh, got, got heavy, but still topical, I would say. And then unpopular opinions kind of. <laughs> when I, when I, I kept on that Stay theme. heavy again No, I kept on that thing. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, then I think we, we, we cleared it up with some levity at the end there So we hope you enjoy the episode We made it lighter That's what levity means, Bill I know uh, So uh, before you check the episode out We just want to say we have merchandise available uh, In the links in the description Make sure you check that out Please don't forget to subscribe to the channel uh, anything that you guys do in that regard helps us grow this thing and just keep the dream alive. So we appreciate all the support. Um, and so at this point, we will say enjoy the episode. Here we go. New episode of Bottom of the Bill starts right now. This is Bottom of the Bill. Where we talk about the modern grind of a musician. Album cycle. Oh, hold on, Bill. Give me a second, man. Because we don't know what we're talking Spotify about. Spotify playlist. You keep interrupting me. That's not how we discussed it. Just give me a second, man. We invite established artists Festival on the show. Festival lineups. Can I just get my stuff out real quick? We invite established artists on to share their strategy to success. Marketing strategy. The premier do-it-yourself podcast. Hashtag DIY. Aw, oh, screw it. This is bottom of the bill. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. We have the Widgeon Boys in the house. We got a few of the Widgeon Boys in the house anyways, not all of them, but... Hola. How's it feel? Feels good. I think you're the next... Uh, you and John Ward have the highest appearances on the show. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, we're in good company with Mr. Ward. Yeah, for sure. Technically, John's got more, but yeah. one of them didn't make the cut. Yeah, because uh, Gene crashed the episode, so... Well, you know, he was just working it, but I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and now we got Aaron Webb back as well. Good to see you again. Hola, Aaron. He's nice and comfortable now. He's got his he's got his shoes off. He's just Crocs off. Yeah, just hanging out. Yep. Crisscross applesauce on the couch. Dig yeah. it. I like it. Um, so what's been going on, guys? You have an album coming out now. Oh yeah, it's out uh, Monday. It was out Monday. Yeah. Out Monday, the twenty fourth. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, let's talk about it. How uh, is it doing no. right now? <laughs> I have no idea. Have no idea. It's out. That's how it's doing. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's seen the light of day. It's so that's number ninety nine on Billboard. Oh, yeah, that's right. we, yeah. ju- we just missed the just bottom of the bill. The whole yeah. album. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the whole thing. The whole yeah. thing. Yeah. All seven songs. That's right. <laughs> that's pretty good. So how's it feel now that it's finally out? It's been a long time coming, man. Yeah, it feels awesome. We've yeah. been talking about it. I think on all those 
Yeah. <laughs> like all those appearances. Now, yeah. Yeah. You can watch yep. all, all three of these episodes at once and watch the You can watch the progression and see all the different things I've said about it and yeah. realize how none of it is true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Four people saying, it's close. <laughs> it's so close, we swear. No, it's good. It feels good to have it out. Yep. It took forever to get it out. Um, and we kept trying to work it and work it and work it. And then probably under, uh, I guess this is great advice for bottom of the bill, under a very, very... Uh, rigorous release schedule about a month ago i was like no we're <laughs> we're putting it out now <laughs> um and so obviously we put a lot of uh strategy into that and yeah. we just got album it out into cycles. the world yeah exactly the album album cycles yeah. um and and then uh and then we got phrase. it out yeah <laughs> and then we got it out so really happy to have it in the world it was a long time coming we spent a lot of time you know messing with it uh recording having fun with it and then we're excited to, you know, get that thing out to where people can hear what we were working on. So I'm curious. Uh, I don't remember our exact last <laughs> conversation that we had when you were here, but I'm curious as to if maybe you know what we talked about exactly and if there's uh, what's changed since that last conversation. Oh, probably so much. Yeah. Um, it, would ha- it would be hard to even recall. I'm going to go back and listen now just to see, like, how much of an idiot I was. <laughs> I probably thought it was so close. Um, no, a lot has changed, right? So we started it around, when did we start it during COVID at some point? Or was it right before? I think we started it at the end of 2019. And beginning okay. Of 2019. So right as, right as COVID was going on, we were starting to work on it. Um, so, you know, it's been going on a while and a lot has changed. So like I went from, like when I started my music journey, I know one of the things we talked about before was just kind of like how I started doing recording and stuff. And I hadn't taken it like too far. And so in COVID, I was like, well, this is definitely like a weak spot in the things that I do musically I want to get better at. So I use this as an opportunity to zero consequence, you know, just kind of have free range to mess with stuff. And so much has changed from when I started to what I'm doing now to what I'm experimenting with. Um, And that's part of what took, I think, so long getting it out because it's one of those things where you have this project and these songs you really love. And we did all the recording on it. And then I was kind of learning as I was working with these tunes. Right. And so I'm always wanting to apply something that I've been interested in or I've been reading about or I've been listening to an artist or a track. And I'm like, oh, the way they did X, Y, Z, you know, was awesome. Let me see if I can incorporate those things. So I was learning a lot as I was doing mixing and mastering on it or we were doing parts on it or different things. So on the one hand, it's it's really neat because there's some of that evolution in the tunes. But that was also what was really hard, I think, for me trying to mix and master it to actually put it out. Um, I was talking before we got started, like that was one of the biggest hurdles was because I wanted to try to get as so much time passed, like try to get each track to kind of feel super cohesive. And I finally realized that I was only going to be able to do so much of that because I put in so much learning, which is kind of a cool aspect of the album, I think, because you can hear hopefully all of the music and what we were doing and what we were learning as musicians but also learning about building this stuff. So it's very reflective of like a lot of experimenting and growth, which our music is very experimental and continues to grow and change and evolve. So it's actually a cool capsule of all that. You said you started uh, recording it in like 2019, right? Yeah. And it just came out. It just came out. On Monday. Yep. So that's three years, right? Uh, Pretty close. I mean, but when you were talking about like the experimental (laughs) growth and everything like that, were you like, 
like recording one song and then like six months later recording another song or no so so most of them were all done like the actual tracking of everything was done uh pretty close together 2020 yeah we finished, like we finished all the track yep oh, yep and that was really in like the middle i mean we were probably done in 2020 of by the summer and then the first way we did recording for like the drum kit and stuff when i was mixing and mastering it i ended up not really digging it very much so i had a really hard time getting it to fit and so then we went worked with uh, a great guy you may know him his name is chris um he's pretty cool chris underdahl he's all right yeah he's he's uh he's okay and um he was kind enough to say, hey, you know, we'll do some tracking, you know, at his studio. So we went there and tracked the drums there with Brandon. So then we went back and readdressed all the drums. And then that forced other changes, right? And so then we went back in and did more parts and all that kind of stuff. And everything on the vocals at that point were all scratch vocals, right? So then went back in and started putting vocals in. And then that forced some changes, right? And then we wanted to go back and try to you know, mess with and play with space and sound and that forced additional recording. So like a lot of the core of the songs were done. Yeah. And then we started building as we added things in, right? The periphery kept changing. It's it's so difficult to re- write and record a, a song in that kind of jam band feel, especially like when they're like yeah. seven minutes. Like how did you like tackle that? Because I've had to be there before like uh, uh, being like, we want this to sound like it's improv or a jam or something like that. Yeah, how yeah. Do you feel about that? It was tough. I mean, in the bands I was in before, we always did everything when we recorded just live, right? So it wasn't even like to a metronome or if we were in the studio, we had the click in our ear, but how close everyone was like paying attention to that varied a lot. Right. And at the end of some of the last more serious projects I had, we started really working with a metronome. And actually, Sean was big on always trying to lean into using a metronome. Um, Who's and Sean? Yeah, Sean. <laughs> I haven't seen I had him to, in a while. I had to be yeah. so intentional not to say baba. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so he was into that, and then I got more and more into the idea, and I was taking practice a lot more serious. So then I was doing a lot of practicing with a metronome, and then it made me kind of fall in love with that approach more, opposed to just live. Like, I love both, and performing music is definitely my first passion with music yeah me too but uh, but kind of going into uh the freedom that going from a very structured route actually gives you later is cool right because you can go in and in theory right i can deconstruct entire arrangements and recompose them and if i'm to a metronome i've got a very solid place i can experiment from very safely yeah like i can pull entire sections out i can say oh i like this song except really the bridge I don't like the way it sits here. I'm going to move it. Right. You know, and, and you can really play with form in post-production. Right. Which to me is like a one thing. So trying to make that feel, I think having the spirit of like that song is super important. But if you can try to softly fold those two things together, I think that's a cool place in the art to play with. No, it's extremely hard to do. And you played it off really well like uh uh well, thanks, you man. showed me uh, uh like i think the last podcast or maybe it was two podcasts you were working on let me fade and it was almost pretty much done yeah but i, I got to listen i was like not, not ironically listening to this whole album last <laughs> night i really <laughs> oh, was man. And, and we had no idea you were going to be on tonight and i was just like yeah that that's i've just been there before and it's like the hardest damn thing to do to make it sound like you're jamming and everything but you did a really good job well with thanks that. man Especially it helps not having no pressure sure. Like doing it, doing it the way we did, like all of on our own time, 
and we did it completely ourselves, you know, like with some, with some help, obviously different studios, like, but having no like sense of like, we have to go to this place and we have X amount of days or we have X amount of dollars um, and having to stretch like anything, like you said, it was almost two and a half or three years or whatever, however long it was. Um, you know, you can let stuff sit. Like I would leave mixes sit for a while, you know, like months and come back and play with it. And if I liked it, I would either move it forward or go back to a previous version and then play with um, what took the longest, I think, was starting to play with you have the core songs. I was actually talking to Chris about this earlier. Like you have the core sound, uh, sound and kind of songs and then go back in post-production and kind of fill those spaces out. So there were things that either were working really well or maybe were dragging a little and you could make decisions about like, do you keep those things or do you augment them with other, like it was a cool idea to say, I can go in and I can put other guitars in there a la Hendrix or something, right? Or I can go and Max could put in other synths and keys and kind of stuff to yeah, play when, with that. Space. When in doubt, put a pad in. Yeah. You're just yeah. going to cover everything. Yeah, I just put it all in. But, but to play with Duct it was cool. tape of production right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, so the freedom and the time to play with it yeah. and the no pressure, like we're, you know, I think you, probably say the same thing right we're we have a unique relationship with each other and we have a very patient approach to what we're doing as a band i think because we all just love it so much right like brandon and aaron have other projects they play in max has other projects he plays in i do a lot of different like solo stuff and recording and different things and so we have a lot of patience i think built into our model or our approach so there's not the rush or the maybe I don't want to say pressure, but maybe some kind of urgency that probably a lot of folks have when they're in that project trying to do that thing. Right. Like we we live in a world. I think we're really lucky to live in a world outside of that. It's like when you have those friends and you call that friend that you haven't talked to in a while. It's like you literally see them all the time. It's kind of that relationship, and we're not that distant. Like right, we're practicing consistently and and playing, but our attitude or, or something about it is relaxed like that or something. I don't know. No, I know, I know exactly what you mean. There, there's, it's like, there's other things that kind of keep the creative juices going for everybody, and then when it makes sense to do this, it, it, you guys do it, and then you do it at, at your maximum ability because it's like, you know, you're doing it because you truly love it, and there's no, there's no pressure of like, well, we have to get this album out by this time. You know, there's no like gatekeepers to answer to. There's no nothing. It's just that yeah. you're doing because you, you want to do it. We know? could probably use a few things. Like maybe we need a little more pressure, right? Like <laughs> maybe we need a publicist or like a release cycle. Like you know, some strategy would probably help <laughs> us. So yeah, would, yeah, would yeah. probably would 100%. probably help us um, in some ways. But in the other ways, you know, we're like a crock pot, right? We're not a pressure cooker. And for us, I think that works. Like every group has its own thing that makes it work, and hopefully the album is reflective of that. For sure, yeah. And what was it like for you, Aaron, with this whole process of like balancing, like being on the road with Firewater, and then I mean, it was Custard Pie? I think was still kind of at it for a bit when you guys started the record too, right? Yeah, we we started the record in the beginning of 2020, and we were together, and then Custard Pie disbanded, and then we just kept, we basically just kept doing the album, and um, that was honestly before things really amped up with Firewater, so we got most of the album done as far, at least I did. And then I know Brandon did it first, but he had to go back with Chris and redo it. But honestly, I was nervous at first. I'd never played with a metronome. I'm like, you know, a, a little bit of that, oh, no, it's going to be out forever. 
do the best you can, et cetera. Sweaty et cetera. hands. Sweaty hands. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I definitely flubbed a bunch on a couple tunes, but then like by the end of it, I was like, man, that's, that's pretty good. That's just what the song needs. Yeah. And then I, you know, as, as Ben was like tweaking them and playing with them and stuff, he'd send it, send it to me and I'd be like, man, that's great. And then he'd be like, I, I put it in the car, but I got to go back. <laughs> yeah. God, I tried, I tried to, I tried to listen to it in the car and it's, it's not doing what I want it to do. No. Yeah. And there was just, he, I'd like experienced his, like, I was the, he came and sat on my couch, you know, like, man, let me, t- you know, I'm sitting there with the, all right, so how's that make you feel, Ben? You know, that kind of thing. Cause he was going through a bunch of hoops and a lot of learning curves. And I mean, he, he was a white belt when he started and he's probably, you know, He's he's closer to black. We'll say brown. that. Like I'd he, say brown. Brown definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But brown. a solid brown. Yeah. Solid brown. That's good. <laughs> I mean getting my fiber, dude. R- real real walnut. Real walnut tinge to it. That's right. Yeah. Compared to my fucking a rich skills, you're a sensei, bro. Yeah. Oh no. It's got so far to it's got so far to go. But that's what was cool. You know, you learn so much. Like I forced myself to try to figure it out. And I don't think I've got it all, you know. Obviously you spend your whole life in that realm. People do, right? Um, very little time compared to that, but it's also fun, right? It's like just like playing where you know there's like a really high ceiling you can keep trying, and it makes you appreciate like a lot of other music. Yeah, totally. hearing like what people are capable of putting together. You picked up another instrument, basically. Yeah, it you know, is like, like picking up a whole. Yeah, man. You're, yeah. I'm gonna start over on guitar, except it's engineering. Right. That's one question I wanted to ask about recording an album yourself. How do you know when you're done? I, when you're finished? Well, after about Sorry, three years, is done. After you're about finished. after about three years, uh, you just go, well, the hell with it, right? I mean, it's <laughs> done. That, it's that, done. That it. right. That's kind of the point that it came to. I was like, well, you know, I could I could sit on this forever. Like that was a that, that thing I kept coming back to is I wanted to get each track to feel very much like the other ones, like they were all referenced together or something. You know, like very complete. Um, and I just realized, Hey, that was part, this is for me, like when I look back on it outside of the music, right, we could talk all, and we should probably talk about those things, you know, but, but for the process part of it, I just look back and realize like, this is all, all this growth, right. Is what I'm hearing. And in a certain way, I don't want to eliminate that because when I'll listen back to it, um, which I don't want to listen to it yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> but when I listen back to it, you know, I think that's what I'll hear, right? I'll hear, oh, you know, these are the things that I was learning or figuring out what to do. It's like when you listen back to your parts, you know, yeah. and and you go, oh, man, you know, I would have done this or whatever. Totally. Yeah, I mean. I guess, like, uh, how do you know when any album is finished? Well, <laughs> if you have unlimited money and time and everything like that, like, all right, now it's, fin- it's finished now. That's what I'm saying. It's like It's like there's their music and art in general is so subjective and it's always 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 just a choice and that goes down to the note that you're playing that's right right on it's literally like you just decide this is what i'm gonna do and then you do it and that's the same for when the album is done you said like you listen to every pop album out there and for all the production value and all that stuff and the the flawless performances that, that happen there it's the artist at the end of the day says, "This is done. Sorry, this is finished, Bill." Yeah, that's right. And uh, um, and then Unless that's you're what you, if you're cooking, whatever. That's what you hear in the radio. There is no like metric where where it's like, okay, does it reach this standard? Here's the objective standard. Have we hit it? The bell rings and we're done. Yeah. Nope. There's none of that. It's just somebody listens to it and says, "I believe that this is a finished product and it's ready for the world." 
Because you can always you remix, right? <laughs> Especially with the pop music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. That's well, the whole point of it at this point. Music. Well, that's how, I think that's how I felt about it. I mean, I felt like, hey, this tells the story about, like... This time period. Exactly, this time yeah. period, who we are, what we want to say, or what we were trying to say for that collection of things. And then, yeah, you're right, it's like a choice. Because that was the other thing, too, is like, we... We write a ton. And so, you know, this backlog of, of writing just keeps growing behind us, right? And that's probably the only pressure. Like, we didn't have a financial pressure or a deadline pressure or, you know, somebody that helps facilitate our career giving us kind of pressure. We, we just had this backlog of other stuff that we really want to do that's now representative of what we're doing now. Right? Probably so. the saving grace of the whole thing, though, right? Because, I mean... Having a backlog of material is super important. It's cool, yeah, and, you know. and it doesn't. We're not like <laughs> it's bad. Like we're not trying to push that either, and so that stuff's just growing, you know, in the garden, right? Um, while we're tending this other crop, and now we can like turn around and see what this harvest will look like, right? Because that stuff's been growing under care, because right. it hasn't been influenced by any other pressure. So hopefully, it's a cool transition. Really good farm analogy. Yeah. Ooh. I like Sean, Sean will appreciate that, I'm sure. Mr. Oh, yeah. uh, what was he, a botanist in college? Oh, yeah. Man. yeah. An ag, ag guy. He, yeah. I was, he went for country club management. Horti- horticulture. Horticulture. Man. That's horticulture, what it was. Right, right. It's funny. If you listen to uh, good, uh, good Times, on, on like the last song on our, on our last EP, all the references that he makes and that are all like, like, seeds and plants and the whole thing awesome yeah it's actually really good like yeah. you listen to, like the lyrics are actually really well he's a great uh, uh songwriter the plant daddy uh, yeah he's a plant, <laughs> plant daddy. daddy yeah but it's 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 funny like just knowing his background and then listening to the lyrics of that song you're just like oh this makes total sense right. <laughs> um but i'm curious as to what the approach is for like the next recording project because a lot of bands that do like, like the backlog material um, well, you know, if you want to put out like, you know, a 10 song album, they'll record 15 yeah. and then they'll be like, well, I think we're, we're going to leave out these five. Is that an approach that you guys are considering or do you just want to pick the, like your best songs and just record those and focus fully on that? Ooh, you want to well, field that one? Well, a good thing for us is we get to test drive them every, every Thursday. We have that, uh, residency at Southern Grill. So it's almost like. Oh, you what? guys are doing a residency at Southern Southern Girl every Thursday? Every second every second Thursday oh, of the month. Where the no. where have I been at? Under a fucking rock. Under apparently. a rock, dude. You've been on the bottom of the bill, bro. God doing damn. Doing great things over here, man. Trying to fucking yeah. dig our way out. You, you know? Your glass is telling you, right? You've yep. been building an building empire. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Aware. You're in the big leather chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the big ice block. Hey, you're not Com- doing so bad. You have like a war a war spear in front of you. You're doing all right. <laughs> doing all right. I was a little scared when I got here. Compliments of Aaron Plotz when I got COVID back in December or January. <laughs> How many times have you had COVID now? Twice. Uh, probably three times. I right? may have had it last week, but I didn't get tested. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm like 100 percent sure that it's not. I'm but 0 and three. I know. In comparison to you, or I guess three and mm. 0. Who's ever winning? You've I've t- had it twice, bro. But I've seen you like every fucking day of my life in the yeah. past five years, and so yeah. <laughs> I would have had to have gotten. Well, it. That's a sickness of its own. I mean, that it's, you're <laughs> telling me, bro. The fact that we're still, you know what? But we work at it. You know what? You guys are an inspiration to many. I'll tell you. I love it. <laughs> it's it's. Not without we've 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 worked very hard in our relationship. I will say. Uh, hey, you know what? I feel like the middle guy in the human caterpillar. <laughs> oh my god! If you want to be honest. Oh my Literally. god! 
<laughs> but yeah, analogy. We were working at it. There's the first human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of, of oh, did I say caterpillar? No, I yeah. fucked it up, didn't <laughs> I? <laughs> no, I'm sticking by it. I, I meant caterpillar. Yeah, you meant caterpillar. Yeah. <laughs> it turns into a it's the butterfly same thing. later. <laughs> yeah. They got a lot of legs too. We got a lot of legs, you Shit. know. All right, but best fucking band name I've come up with in a year, I'd human say. Human caterpillar. That's <laughs> no, <laughs> <not> stupid. <laughs> Um, Good lord, yeah. All right, so back, <laughs> back to the music residencies at Southern Girl. You guys are able to work your tunes out. So you feel like that's going to be the best approach to figure out what you want to record for the next one? Well, it's like honestly, most of the time we're just chilling in the room, and somebody starts something, and another person jumps on it, and then the third person jumps on it, and then it just starts rolling, and then the next thing you know, you're like, man, this is pretty cool. There's a section. All right, well, going off this, you know, and it's real organic at first. And then we're like, man, we got a song after a couple sections. And then even if there's no words, we'll go test drive the music. You know, that's happened a couple of times. And then we play it and it gets a, gets a pop or it gets a pretty good reaction. Or, you know, if it's crickets, we the least the three of us can go eh, back to the drawing board or go whatever. I Like crickets or not, that was great. Like I that sounded great. We, we, we executed we can go back, take the car back in the shop, tweak on a little more, tune it's, her up. That's a really good uh, approach as well. And we actually had Joel Cummins from Umphreys on the podcast last week, and he was talking about that approach with Umphreys where they kind of try out new concepts of a lot of their jams, and then they'll have, or like they'll have songs that maybe they, they had backlogged from, you know, 15 years ago, and then they'll start to work them in and see how it feels, and then kind of let them evolve in that way. Right. You know, and that's, that's a brave approach that I've never been comfortable trying and like, like, like I never, I was never comfortable with that with side hustle at all. But like, I think that's a really cool way to, to, to do it because it's kind of like you get this audience interaction with it and they almost become a part of the process because the song is developing to an extent based on how they're reacting to it and how you're feeling off of their reaction from it. You know, right. it's just a different kind of like, I think with the music stuff, there's so many approaches. They're just different flavors of like art. I, what I like about the approach of us being able to, you know, road test them or just mess with ideas and bring like parts of ideas or things. It does a couple couple things. I think you're right on the money. It definitely puts the audience into the writing process, which is really cool for a few reasons. Uh, one, I think, is like it becomes really circular. Like they're a part of the process when it's, you know, finished and you bring it to them. And so it puts them in that at the beginning and as it evolves and at the end, right? Which I think is super cool. I mean, it puts them right in the driver's seat of like the relationship they have with the music, the relationship they have with you. It also pushes us in, in our improvisation, right? Because we know that we don't know where it's going to go. And then so do they. And then they kind of evolve with that as well. So they become part of the writing. They become part of the improvisation. I think it gives them a really good sense of like, who we are, but it's just a different flavor. Like there's other songs that we'll do that are definitely composed or written, right? That we bring as a piece, but they're def they're certainly different experiences. And I think even people react to it differently, which totally. is kind of, which is kind of cool. You know, like there's some songs we just kind of went out and, and gave a go and now people know it. And as it evolves, they've kind of grown with it. And mm -hmm. but there's other ones that we'll bring in that are like, Hey, this is this thing that we want to do. So it's just a different kind of palette to play with. So here's a, a fun question that I have for you. 
and you're not gonna i know you guys aren't gonna answer this because why would you uh but what is your least favorite and then your favorite song on the new album oh man yeah um no we gotta answer that that's cool my favorite's probably it don't matter I don't know the name so well. Yeah. So if you could just hum it. It, it, it don't matter is the last last track on the album. It's the last track. Oh, yeah. Okay. And okay. Ben's Ben's favorite, I'll speak for Ben, it might be Regina. Yeah, I think emotionally the connection to Regina is the one that I love the most. That's really a great song. Well, that song's cosmic how it, how it happened. It, yeah, that one was really wild story. It's um, it, it was great. And so emotionally, like to me, that one's probably the most important one, but just because of the connection that I had to actually writing it and starting to work that one out. Um but there's other things. I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, that's probably like the emotional pull for me, from an artistic and personal perspective, because it's very kind of songwritery and it came in a real crazy way. And it was like a gifted song, um, the way that it came, right? But um, there's other things I like about different tracks. Like, I really like the way um, "Truth Is a Mountain" is from a mix standpoint. Yeah. Like that was the one that I really liked that I tried to reference other stuff off of. And I realized as I was doing these that, you know, enough had gone by and been learned from and the way things were recorded and composed, I wasn't going to be able to reference everything in the same kinds of ways. Right. So yeah, different, different favorites for maybe different reasons or things I liked about each one differently. That's why I figured the answer would be at least from your perspective. What do you think, Aaron? Favorite. Your your least favorite was the last tune on on the album. No, no, my favorite was, was probably "It Don't Matter." Okay, and then what about your least favorite? Do you got one? I mean, my least favorite just—they're all gems. <laughs> is the right answer. I, I know. He, and, he, <laughs> and, he, and here's what I want to emphasize. I, I want to take away what you like your perspective on your performance on it, or you know your perspective on how you mixed it, or whatever it might be. Like just. What song doesn't hit you as much as you think? And this is not to impose on anyone else because other people's songs hit them differently, you know? Oh, 100%. I'm, yeah. I'm just genuinely curious because I could rattle off those off our album just myself, so I'm curious as to what your perspective is on yours, you know? Answer his question with a question. Be confrontational Yeah, <laughs> is what I would suggest. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. I'll shut up. I'll yeah, shut thank up. you, Bill. Sorry. I mean, least favorite. I mean, if... Pick one. Pick it's, one. It's, it's, just, Pick it's one. just tough, Pick. you know, because... I mean, if I just have to pick one, it would just maybe be the instrumental or something, you know. But there's no reason why. It's just like maybe the my least favorite part about it is maybe there were words out there, maybe there wasn't. Right. I mean, my favorite part about the whole thing is that it's just straight honesty process all the way through, no matter what. Yeah. Like it's we're, we're no, we're, we never kid ourselves. Like if me and Ben are like, man, this song's badass. Brandon's like, we got to do this on it. And we're like, yeah, you're right. You know, or me and Brandon love it. Ben's like, eh. you know, like one of us is always like, hang on, guys. Come on back. You know, yeah, totally. Look at it like this. And that's like the best part, you know, but I mean, least favorite song. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, just because it doesn't have words. Like, I'm going to be cheesy. You know what I mean? But other than that, it's like <laughs> they're all tied. Right. Because they're all like a point in, in my life personally where I'm like, wow, I get to try to make an album. You know, and it's not one of those things where like you got two thousand dollars. Once it gets to zero, get the fuck out. Yeah, that's know? how that's how and, you know your and album's that, finished. And, yeah. and that, that, it's that zero. You're like, yeah. well. How did you how did you guys know when you were done? When my 
card failed when yeah. I tried to swipe when it. When they I kicked don't, you oh. out of the studio. Yeah, I, uh, well, it's $2,000. It's like two hours. You're like, all right, see you, man. When the lights turned off. I, I will yeah. tell you from experience that for sure wasn't the breaking point for me. So no, yeah. my card expired. Cash ran out. It's still like, I'm going to figure this out. We're going to finish this album, yeah. whether however we have to do it. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's a good answer, I guess. It's hard to say from like, from the from the person from the people that have been in the, the like the the trenches with those songs, which one is your least favorite or favorite? Because at the end of the day, even if it was a song that you weren't super stoked on from the get go, like you were in the trenches with that song, like yeah. you picked it apart from every level, and then especially if you're on the mixing and ma- mastering and production side of it, you know that song so intimately, where it's just like. I mean, you know, I, you know, numbers. You're like at four minutes and ten yeah. seconds. It you're does like this, this is panned. Yeah, right. This this way, like yeah, I I hear you. I, there was a point where, and not because I don't like the music, but I mean, you just spend so much time mixing and mastering. I was like, I gotta get oh, you know, I gotta get my head fucking out of these things. Yeah, because you you do. That's what took it so long to even get finished. You're hearing your own voice over and over. Oh, you're just going through and and or all these parts, or you go in and you're. You, there was one song. Where, like, I was trying, I what I was hearing was like, there's this place or potential for it to do so much more in the space that's there, and all the parts are recorded. And even though it is to time, I don't want to chop this individual tune up for whatever reason, right? Because there's some pieces in the movement of it that, you know, I really did appreciate, and I didn't want to like take that out of the song or something. And so I was trying to figure out how do I play with space. And get very inventive to really give this thing some legs where I felt like, or I felt like as a listener, because you're always trying to come back out and like see it then outside. Right. Because that's the other crummy part, like, or really difficult part of trying to mix and master your own tunes, right? Because you have to really separate or try. Yeah, you know, totally. To try to really be like, hey, you know, I would sometimes I'd go to sit down, I'd be like, all right, this isn't my shit. This isn't Aaron's shit. This isn't Brandon's shit. This isn't Max's shit. Like, to kind of disassociate from like the actual connection to the music itself yep. and and try to play with those spaces. And that's some of the stuff that was driving me really bonkers was like, I can hear the potential here in the movement from this section to this one or this float. Like, how do I like, and I would go in and in this one song, I started deconstructing all of um, some of the keyboard parts and I would take, I would take it and I would like double it in some places and put things over and under and pan it and mix it and add effects to things to, to meld and stretch and contort it and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I got to a place where then I ended up as probably one of my favorites just because of that. Right. Cause I know what went into creating right. like the arc outside of just musically, right? Like, you know, everyone did a great job on all the parts, but then there's all these things you can do to really help mold it. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I was like, I think I really like that. <laughs> like this one song I'll remember doing, from the mixing, mastering, producing thing for the rest of like my musical career is the time where the light bulb went off and said, not only do I like recording, which I did like on acoustic stuff, um, but like for band production of like songs, I was like, I think I might like this. And so is it the best thing I've done or anyone's done? No. Right. You know, I love it and, and I hope people love it. And I worked hard to, to, you know, on that side of things, but it was a moment for me where I was like, I really like this stuff. Um, and then it made getting through the rest of the project easier. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, totally. Now, were there any parts that you worked on or like rearranged and I like took back to the guys and they were like, 
I hate what you did with, with my thing. <laughs> well, a, lot, a lot on the mixing side. Like, we had a couple sessions. That's a good question. So we had a couple sessions where we all went to Max's house, and he's got similar reference monitors to what I was using. And so um, we would play it through, and they would kind of go, hey, you know, we really like this mix, or hey, we don't like the way this is composed at all. Mm-hmm. You know, let's change the levels here, or mess with this here. And, you know, Max has done a lot of music production and recording and was really into all kinds of music, right? And so he was really helpful in a lot of different areas through, like, that middle part of the process. Right. And, and so, yeah, there were definitely things that needed to get reworked. Yeah. And that's good, right, having that kind of feedback with everyone because, again, I'm trying to just work it through. And a lot of times it's stuff like my biased perception of how it sounds or whatever. So you have to constantly battle that. So yeah. it's good to have this, these like good soundboards like Aaron be like, no. Right? Like he was saying earlier, I'd call him. He'd be like, all right, <laughs> let me cry on his shoulder. And like, why don't you try this? Right? And, and so, yeah, you need a lot of help. <laughs> yeah. You need a lot of help. For sure. Constructive criticism yes. and like honest, like tact, but honestly. Yeah, totally. And, you know, like don't chop him into pieces, but like, yeah. Come on, man. I know you're learning, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, it, that's another thing. It's like you can't give him too much slack. We're not paying a producer $5,000, $10,000, whatever. We're not... You didn't sp- get my invoice? We're it, not spending this much money. That makes a lot of sense now. Wait a minute. Oh, you you're supposed to forward it to Ben Strock Productions. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think Jan's is supposed to forward it. Yeah, no <laughs> wonder. She probably, she didn't even send me with headphones. That fucking bitch, How about that bro? lady? You know what? Well, I gave her another shot about six months ago. I brought her back into the fold... <laughs> It, I'm, I'm not ki- I'm not kidding. I brought her back in. We had her over for Fourth of July barbecue. I thought, right. you know, let's we, do some team building, all right. this kind of stuff. She was trying to help me out. You see the release strategy? Do you she, see me with headphones on? She left you a voicemail. Oh, she did. You got a call back. <laughs> you got a call back, Janice. I bet she doesn't even know what the word album cycle even means. Does she know you're here right now? Let's be honest. Do I have headphones? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> how many times? How many memos do I got to send? So, yeah, yeah, nothing's changed on that front. So, are we nixing Janice then? Is that what's happening? We're going to have to again. I think so. And I to, well, now she's going to find out. She's going to find out. Oh, this is a hell of a way. Sorry. Well, she's she's earned that, though, right? I mean, as much as a person can earn a thing. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. Um, <laughs> I like how it's, So, if you. <laughs> anyways, we don't have to explain the callback. But, yeah. Um, I'm. Uh, it, it is one of those things, man, like when you're in, involved in that production side of it, it's like that becomes such, such a, an emotional investment as well that when you're like making creative choices in that, in, on that side, and then you go back and then you're like showing to people or like you know, whatever, the, like the, the big reveal of it. And there's all these like, well, I don't like this or I don't like that. And then you had to go back in and like think, well, how do we rework this to make it sound like workable especially with like with your bandmates you know like that's the part that i was most nervous about because it's like an immense amount of trust like aaron brandon max you know would entrust me to take this thing that we're doing and you don't have that third party right you know like in other studio you know going in other projects going into the studio and you have the engineer and then you have somebody mixing it and then as a band you're giving feedback which is a different lens than like one of us taking it working it and then giving feedback which, you know, again, attributes to like our, our relationship with each other as people, you know, to be trust. Able to, yeah, to be able to do that. But it's scary. I was more scared of that than I was releasing it. You You're know? scared of yourself, though, really. You were like, am I going to do this unbiased when it comes to the time to be unbiased? Yeah. And, and or, I, to, or am I going to let go when I need to let go? Yep. And that's the, you know, all right, you're producing everything. Yeah. Then you're just like, 
I gotta redo that, dude. That, I'm not. I'm not happy about that. Well, or, it's yeah. I mean, it's and then but we listen to it, dude. It sounds great, man. And then you go home and you're like, all right, I can, three out of one, you know, or three out of four says it's it's great. Okay, it's great. All right, hands off. That's you know? the thing is that yeah, you gotta like allow yourself to like kind of relinquish some of that control at a certain point, whether it's in favor of or against the creative call. Yep. It's like sometimes you got to make the change or you got to leave it as is because it's everybody's song at the end of the day. Oh, 100%. Right. And yeah. like, and that can be a hard one, you know, especially if you're the one in there, like really picking it apart and you're the ones really like at the end of the day making the call, right? Because you're pushing the buttons, you're in the room, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a hard, you just got to remove the ego and, and like just kind of always keep in mind that I think that you're working in service of, of the song and the art and everybody's uh, contribution to that thing. And then, you know, then it can all work, but it's definitely got to be like something that you keep in mind for sure. Always. Well, I feel like this immense like burden to do everybody justice, you know, like we're all coming to create this thing, right? I want what Aaron's expressing on the bass, right. To really be the thing that can reach out and touch somebody when they listen to it. Right. Right. Like as much as, you know, a lyric might grab somebody else, right. It's going to be the way that Brandon transitions through sections that's going to affect somebody else. Right. And as much as it's going to be the way that Max has composed the keys, right. That's going to touch somebody else. Right. Um, and so all those things are at play and, and trying to do justice to, you know, I love these guys. Get all mushy, but, you know, trying to do the, service to each person's ability to shine and what that can mean in the context of like coming to do it musically all together right is like a yeah it, it for me it was easier to like those are the things i was thinking about when i go to sit down right like does this you know and as you do mixes right you're going to start and you're going to build that mix up so like each step that's what i was trying to do and fold it in like usually you know you start with or i'm starting with the drums right and the drums and the bass and then the bass specifically to the kick and then melding right. everything in and you get to that bass and drum thing and I'm like could could I release like a drum and bass track of this right and then then I would move on kind of thing and then I, that made it easier I feel like to try to do that or I hope I hope that comes through yeah for sure you built a cool house yeah you got 100%. done with the floor and went to the next floor and that's how it's got to be done 100 percent you know um, all right, so uh, we should get to bottom of the billboard because this week it's oh, nice. uh, we've changed <laughs> the game up a little bit on this segment. Yeah, we sure have. Uh, we used to show songs that each one of us really liked a lot, but now what are we doing? Well, okay, so here's here we should preface this. Okay, is that <laughs> uh, last week when we were or a few weeks ago when we were doing this, uh, our other producer, Jason. Um, so this is his fault, guys. It's not his uh, fault. It's a good idea. It's a great idea. I love until this idea. Until he actually, you know, no, no, no. get there. So here's, <laughs> let's, let's say the idea, though. Okay, and then you so, have to review the, all right, whatever, so, let's go. So we were talking, what Jason recommended is that since the segment's called Bottom of the Billboard, yeah, we is. actually review a song that's at, at the, the bottom, bottom of, the billboard. of the billboard. And so this song we're going to review this week, and we're going to see how it goes. If you guys uh, are listening to this and you have any opinion, please let us know because we will for sure do whatever you want us to do. Just tell us. We're here for you. <laughs> Anyways, um, we're doing Oof. the... Uh, that was so believable, it right? I just, I just, you know. Uh, I'm a musician, not an actor, guys, you know? <laughs> no, not at all. No. 
<laughs> is that that lizard thing you talking about? He's reptilian. He's trying to uh, I'm trying fit, to fit in. in. Yeah. That's it. He's trying to seduce us. Whatever. I'm a little cringy Assimilating, sometimes. Like whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're actually reviewing. Maybe he is. Sorry. Mm, oh, you know. Keep going. It does say he's with you every day, five years. Yeah. Damn, it's like, yeah, like a parasite more than a reptilian. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, um, <laughs> maybe like a human caterpillar. I don't know. Damn it! I was so close to getting that right, and it was funny. Oh, we oh, can't wow. show that. Okay. I had to blur that it's out. Not well, it's not live. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, don't put that. No, live, we probably should. Well, no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. Oh my god, that's pretty good. No, no, no. Don't, no, let's, no yeah, let's you know. That. Wonder what the butterfly looks like. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, oh good lord! It's oh, definitely lord. not a butterfly. It's probably a. All right. Anyways, so um, what we're doing on this week's segment is reviewing. We're reviewing the song. It's at literally the bottom <laughs> of the Billboard. It's number one hundred on the top Billboard charts. So la ti do. The I hate that you still do that. Nobody gets it. Um, it's. <laughs> so speak. Speaking of callbacks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So um, the song is called, what's it called? Good Love. Oh, for fuck's sakes. No, it's City Girls. No, that's that's the artist is Usher and City Girls. Oh, shit. Okay, I don't know. The yeah, it's, I think it's, <laughs> what's it called? There? I, think, I think it's called Good Love featuring Usher. Yeah. Yeah. By City right. Girls. Yeah. Okay, I, was, I nailed it. I was right. Did you? Okay, so. Um, I'll save the day um, again, just like last time. <laughs> yeah, you did do that last time too, right? Yeah. I got the Umphrey song wrong. Um, all right, so I got you. Dog. There it is. Oh yeah. Here's uh, I'll start. I'll start this segment off this all week. Right. Let just start from the top for the clips. Good lord. Bottom of the Billboard. What are we reviewing? We're reviewing Usher's uh, "Good Love," featuring City Go- Girls, or is it City Girls featuring Usher. You know what? At this point, it's it's City Girls featuring <laughs> Usher. Yeah. Okay, it's made it to the top 100. Uh, I gotta say, I am not a fan of this song. It got to the bottom 100. I hate to correct you, but yeah, it's in the hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Like, it to me is what don't you like about this song? It's just it's first off the lyrics, and then are what do you love about cheesy. it? Cheesy. <laughs> um, I mean the production. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even hold it together. The, no, not at all. The production oh. is, uh, I mean, just very basic. Nothing basic. crazy about it. And then, um, what I will, what I will say that I like about it, I'll, yeah. I'll say something I like Sounds about it. Sounds good in your the, car stereo. The, the, the performances were fine. The oh, per- they were fine. The performances work. Performances. Usher, uh, Usher does what Usher does, and he did, and he's. He hit the right notes. He sang. He sang everything correctly. I the, was the I, the, yeah. the the rapping yeah. was it was in time and it all made sense. It's know? in time. Yeah, a so. song was in time. That's your compliment, bro. Have you listened to half the SoundCloud rappers out there? They can't keep it. They as soon as you go into like a triplet feel, they lose where the one is at. Nobody has ever said this song is really in Here, time. Here's number one fucking compliment on this song. Here's what I'll say you to, to wrap to this up this song. It's really in time, man. To wrap up my uh, review of it, oh, I thought we were just going back and forth. I thought we were rapping together. Thought you were uh, riffing, yeah. yeah, yeah, riffing, 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 yeah. riffing, riffing and bro. rapping. That's right, you know, mm. R- riff rap. That's a good, that's <laughs> a good rap, podcast. So to wrap up my uh, review on it, I will say that I can totally like the at number three is a Harry Styles tune. Okay, number, uh, oh, and the, on the billboard. On the billboard. Yeah. So 
I can see why they're at the bottom 100 Ooh. and Harry Styles is at where he's at because you listen to the production value mm. and the music and the performances and their substance there. It was right? in time. It was what? The Harry Styles song was in time. It, also. Was, it was It was. also in time, yes. it was. Which it, one is number three right now? Yeah. Uh, as as It Was, I think is what it's called. It it's still up there? Good for him. Number three. I'll say that, that's, that's uh, still good for Harry. Number three. What that's was number Harry. one? Uh, let's look that up real quick. Billboard Top 100. Number one was not something that I'm, that I'm familiar with, I don't, I don't think. Uh, oh, no. Sam Smith and Kim Petras, which is Unholy. Uh, I haven't heard the song, or I, maybe I have. I just don't know it. Heard of but, Sam Smith? Yeah, but I will say Sam Smith is a, is a, an amazing singer, and super talented. Uh, he also got sued by Tom Petty for that. Uh, for that. Uh, stay with me, won't you? Stay oh yeah, with me. yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, Harry Styles, as it was, is number three. Steve Lacey, Bad Habit, number uh, two. California Breeze by Little Baby, number four. Anyways, you look at what's that at the top and you see like why it's at the top and then you look at what's at number 100 and you see why they're at 100 so for legal reasons as far as we know we can't play the song so if you want to hear what we're talking about go check it out uh but it to me it stands out why it's at 100 i know? feel like it's just it's just stuck in the past a little bit it sounds like 2007 usher 100 yeah. i did learn where usher was from today because he says it in the song what do you say atlanta yeah yeah, yeah, I knew I knew that. I, know, I had no idea. ATL. Yeah. So is that your review of the song? No, I, I've got a lot of other funny things to say about it. Uh, uh, the whole song just sounds like a, uh, uh, a a resume or interview question on uh, how uh, Usher can please you. Yeah. <laughs> the court, that's how the uh, the chorus What an astute is. observation! That's awesome. He can do it on top. Yeah. <laughs> he can do it on bottom. Mm hmm. And he can do it 80 other ways. 80 other ways, which is <laughs> impressive. And not only does he have variety, he can do it till the morning. He can do it till the morning. Yes. Just in case or, anybody was interested. Or in the afternoon. No, or late night. Or I believe, late night. I believe oh, yeah, it was, right. what, what yeah. it was. Which at his age is impressive. I yeah. How old is Usher? Google it, boys. He's got to be in his four, uh, late 40s by now. 40s? 40s? I'm saying 51. Late, yeah, okay, late 40s. 47. What are you doing here? You can't just keep on going late 40s. Late 40s, I think, is is you know a number anybody over 50s in their late 40s well no i'm just oh, if 49 51 it's almost the same thing no it's not 44, 44. okay oh. mid 40s mid 40s well all right well still impressive at 44 i mean you know i'm 33 and not doing that so no. you have 80 ways <laughs> I, don't, I don't have i'm trying to figure out number one first and then uh for sure not going from from the nighttime into the early morning yeah you know what i'm well. saying uh, i'm wrapping it up a deep dive into the song, though, like I, I like, I'm trying to figure out what they're trying to to come. Is it supposed to be like a a club banger? If it is, that's yeah, that's, of course. But it's it, but it doesn't have like the because there's no the production hit, value there. There's, it's, it doesn't it, have that hit you in the face like doo 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 doo. Right. It doesn't have any of that stuff at all. It's just like there's no production value. And there, uh, so Usher saying. the whole time just says Christina Aguilera. Ah, the yeah. whole oh, it's it's not very good. Usher like I think he's on his way out. <laughs> no, he's he's an icon, uh, but you know, icons an icon. Let's get real. What? Oh, I just knocked over the bottle of whiskey. <sighs> Anyways, what do you guys think about the song? <laughs> Damn it, man. Um, it was an interesting tune. Yeah, I think um, this is gonna be a good clip. I think yeah, it was a re real interesting tune. I thought um, I think it was interesting or like interesting. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, Come on, Ben. No, look. Don't, I mean, don't be typical, Ben. I right wanted. Now. Uh, 
I wanted more from an icon like Usher. Like yeah. that's just the thing that I don't understand. So I understand that maybe um, these two um, women are trying to come up, right? Or maybe they're maybe they're already very relevant, and I just don't. You know, it's not my main genre, so no insult to to them, mm-hmm. right? But what I don't understand is somebody who is um, royalty of a genre, quite frankly, right? I mean, yep. say what you will, but that forty four year old man is as cemented his place in that genre totally um in a real powerful way yeah 100%. and and what brings somebody like that and i guess it's dollars right to say yeah these folks are folks that i want to bring up right because it you know maybe it's maybe it's a pay to play kind of scenario right but it just seems like that guy could be doing whatever he wants right with whoever like i, I want to see like i, I want to see like Robert Glasper do something with Usher, or maybe he has, and I have no idea, right? But like his ability to sing and and um, what he can do, right? I would love to see like something with that guy's probably got a lot to say. What he was uh, demonstrating, he had to say in that song, I thought was not. Uh, See, <laughs> see, there you go. See, there you go. So, what is what? What song is it? That's what I'm saying. Like, how long ago was this? These are the kind of relationships that I I, I want to be more aware of, right? Because that was seven years ago. Oh, seven years ago. So they have done something. So they have. Done, so now I'm gonna go back and and Lesser. scour because that's what I that's what I want to he- you know that's what I want to hear. So uh, again, because so he's R and B all day, right? Well, that's yeah. what I'm and, then, and then he met Little John and then made some bangers. And then but these girls he like made, he was making bangers before that. He was making bangers in the nineties. Let it burn. God, Come on, yeah, yeah, dude, like, let it let it burn. Yeah. Was way back yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it. So now I'm encouraged that my uh, link up is correct. Love so, is what I meant to say. Sorry. But they're taking, you know what? They're, it has, they're taking the Widgeon approach. They haven't released it yet. Seven <laughs> years ago, they're, no, they're, they're taking <laughs> their time. They've got to, and I'm just, I'm just slow to that whole train, right? Yeah. Like, which is, which is, you know, great for me because look, I'm saying, oh, I'd love to see that, you know, that melding. And look, it's out there. I just need to find it um, or be more aware of it. Like, but I don't know why, why would, I don't know. I guess, I guess. I'm not going to say there's not art there, right? That's not oh, fair. Totally That's not is. fair. Yeah, but yeah, they made it to the top 100, which is saying something. That's yeah. not nothing, you know. Yeah, but I, mean? I just would love to see more. I would love to see more. I'd love to see more out of out of out of the other artist. Yeah. So what? Br- yeah, well, so what brings them to work together, right? What made Usher go? Yo, listen, I want to do this thing with City Girls. Was it pure like that's the art that he wanted to do at that moment, or was there some? Other well, thing, it's definitely play. a financial motive. Maybe, sure. You know, so, it was. It may have uh, also I don't been like that. You don't know that. It may, it may you have don't also, know that. It may have also been. Are they from Atlanta? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, may, you know. Maybe, but it could have also been, as they stated in the song, uh, their coochie imprint that made him come to the. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. We're, we're talking. That made him arrive. Yeah, What's made, a Gucci exactly. imprint. <laughs> exactly, yep. <laughs> yeah, Billy's from Kentucky, guys. You'll like take a, him. Like a purse. Yeah, yeah no, it's a like a coochie purse. imprint. Yeah. Oh, co- oh, yeah, like a vagina, oh. like a camel toe, moose knuckle, if you will. Well, but yeah, so that's what that's what I kind of was left wondering when yeah. I heard it. I was thinking, why? I wanted to know, know more about that story. There's probably yeah, I mean, probably uh, probably a lot of different motives there. I'm sure, uh, and he probably you know. I, I'm sorry, before I go off on this tangent, what, what do you think of the song, Aaron? I was speechless, really. I was like, 
What did what, you tell me before we started this? You got you gave it half a spin and you turned it off. I mean, if it's a four minute song, it might have got the two minutes. Yeah, it might. It might have. And I'm just like, it's a six minute drive over there. It can't be a six minute song. No, it's like a three thirty, right? Yeah, yeah probably yeah. somewhere right it's around. It's like a three thirty, three fifty. It was three fifty seven when I looked at. Was it? Because okay. I was gonna That's make the comment. It's a really great length. Yeah, it's a good oh, size. Yeah. It's a good size. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a little bit like. I just stepped into 2007. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah. And I'm just, I'm like, I'm kind of where Billy's at, but it's just like, man, did Little John retire or something? No, like, he's still pretty active. Is he? Well, yeah. well, I'm just over here like, come on, man. Usher, what are you doing? Yeah. That's really where I was at. Like, what is going on here? I immediately thought, like, these girls paid him a lot, or they know him, or their producer produced him at one point in time, without any details whatsoever. And that's how I felt. I mean... As far as I know, though, in, in 15 years, we're going to be drinking and the music's going to come on and we're going to be like, Jesus Christ, there's good love again. No, I think... Smacking us in the face. That but, song I mean, at its best reached number 70, I believe, on the on the charts. Oh, you saw the history of it? I just, it tells so it's you, on its way I'm out? Think, I'm it, thinking like, yeah. You know, like, you, uh, still, yeah. hit, you still hear yeah. But I think yeah was like... Number one uh, for was, a was couple like a weeks. Chart to- it was a, a white chart wedding. topper. Of course heard that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I don't think this song is a char- like a chart topper like that. I don't think it's going to... You'll see any historical right. relevance to that one. Maybe, maybe not. However, um, he made a B movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and well, say going back to, to 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 the why. Obviously, you can't you can't like know what was going on in Usher's head when he does something like this, or in City Girls' head head when they do do this collaboration. But there's got to be one a uh, like a, a motive to to be collaborating with with up and coming relevant artists. Right. Uh, two, there's got to be a financial motive. Uh, three, there's got to be people that exist in the pop world, like are so removed from what happens in any other world. Like, and I, and it's no more obvious than when you watch people like Pharrell, like the interviews with him, where it's like, so what are you listening to these days? And there's no answer to that question. It's literally just like, oh, well, you know, I'm just, I'm always just like producing and, you know, whatever. Like it's, there's no, they're not looking for, for like, you know, they're not like listening to, to like other things like that. They're so engulfed in that world, which obviously you would be if you're in that position. They're so engulfed in that world that it's like, okay, well, this is the thing, and this is doing the thing well enough that I could see myself doing this thing too. Well, there's probably a balance. I think it depends. Like you look at some people that are really brilliant. Like I would put Usher in there. Um, probably would put Pharrell in there as well yeah totally you know i mean they got to get inspiration from somewhere right i mean they're listening to something uh and probably part of it is that not only are they listening they're also helping create it right because a lot of those dudes are producing so many artists right i mean i don't know where they they got to get their motivation somewhere yeah right they got to be listening to something did you see who produced it i was looking i was looking up to see if there's like a comprehensive list of songs that were charted between the two Right. To see, and I found some clips of some stuff they were doing in a studio, but not like a comp. But I, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to go scour that because I really want to see. And he was born in 78, too, which I didn't know. So Glasper and Usher are the same. Oh, same. same age. Age. Yeah, because I was looking. I was like, man, I would really. That would, I just kind of off the top of my head because I was listening to some stuff of his on the way. Same Like, generation. if you listen to that song um, that he did, Glasper did with, um, with her. Uh, I don't know. It's called better. It's called better than I imagined, and it is awesome. It is literally when the first time I heard this song, I was driving like home from a show, and I had this 
this tape of like R and B stuff on it. It came up on the playlist, and I like, I literally could not handle it. I thought I was gonna crash driving home. I mean, it was it just hit me so hard. I was yeah. like, oh my god, like, you know, um, I had heard of her, you know, yeah. but I hadn't really dug a bunch of stuff. And I was listening to some of his tracks, and so obviously it came up, and I was just thinking, oh my gosh. And then I found some other people through that playlist that are doing some things like that. And so I just think. You know, I gotta find I gotta find the work that they've done together. I'll get on the computer, computer, and like dig it up. But yeah, I don't know what what. I'm not saying like maybe he's just thinking this is fun, right? There's probably some money. Maybe it's a combination of all those things. I think that's it's what just, it is. Just having some fun and doing it to do it, or maybe he knows those people wants to help him come up, right? Who knows? But I thought, hey, for what he, what I've seen him and heard him do before. Like when you've climbed that mountain, like unless like you're saying he's coming down. But but that's, but that's why but like, why yeah. you know like why well like it's a song he's talking about like he's gonna you know lay down and he, he's gonna you know I mean well, uh, I'm guys like, I'm like you definitely have some amazing things to say like there's, but there's but, but okay let's also not pretend like like Usher's not like you know what I mean like this is not like the the, the lyrical content is not what makes this so unbelievable right like he's he's not above like that kind of con like he's put plenty of stuff out like no, that in I mean, the past. I mean, listen to yeah again listen right. that song yep. is so he says affirmative yeah he says i would agree he says nothing of any like real substance in that song and we all know Ludacris just is just <laughs> doing what he does i love Ludacris, but he's doing what, what he does best in that song yeah and then usher's just singing like you know whatever the same kind of shit honestly. but it feels haphazard like to billy's point if you were just going in to do a club banger and you wanted it to be explicit and fun and dirty and just kind of put it out there like to me I, I totally appreciate that i think i think there's a huge market for that and i think it's fun to listen to you know when you're either at a certain i don't know in a certain vibe or whatever if that's what you're into that's great and i totally get it but then make the song bang harder like yeah. it, it felt so in between. But it wasn't it his song, so right? He, he was a feature, so it's just like I'm telling, like I just from that perspective. Yeah, why aren't we blaming I, the city girls right the, now? The, <laughs> you know what I'm no, saying? I'm just no. All Your I'm song saying is trash. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> all I'm, uh, it's definitely not They're trash. They're crying into it, all of their checks right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, say, right? it, made it, to, it made number seventy in the top Billboard. Like that's not trash. That's like it, it worked, right? But like the thing is, is that it's a feature. He's a feature. So, like, from that perspective... If but he I, if really I'm, owned that feature. I mean, he opens the song, he he runs the middle through it, he runs the end. It's a heavy feature. Totally. It wasn't just, like, I come in to do a verse. I mean, he, it's a heavy feature. There's probably... There's multiple layers to the thing. Like, like there's... Again, like, he's he sees something there, right? He, like, he sees that, it's, that there's something viable there. Just because he it didn't reach number one, you know what I mean? It, it, like, maybe he thought it could, you know? And people are wrong about that all the time. I don't care yeah. what level you're at. Sometimes you just miss the mark, and maybe that was one of those moments. Sounds like number a, two, like a producer slow day at the studio. Whatever. Number two, <laughs> oh <God>. number two, <laughs> he probably heard the production and was like, "Okay, again, I can see this. This is viable." You know. Number three, uh, he pro there's definitely a financial financial motive there. There always is. I don't care who you are. Usher's not hopping on your track for free. He's just not right. And and he's got a minimum that he's going to make on Get that. Some royalties too. in this. Maybe or maybe, yeah. maybe it's a flat rate. I don't know what I don't know what what, what the. I hope what, it was what, a flat rate because I don't know what the royalty deal on that. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, I, yeah, I don't I don't know he what owes them money. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I don't know I don't know what kind of scenarios they work out with that, but he definitely has a minimum that he's trying to hit. And then, uh, yeah. So there's 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 financial motive. I'm sure there's a creative interest on some level, and there's you know it's on 
you know, maybe he believes in this project. Maybe he's a producer for these girls or on, on some level. You know, I don't know. My you know what's label. so funny? I realize as we're talking about this, like, what did we think of the song all became of, like, what did we think about Usher's choice on the song? Right. Which is such an interesting thing to say about, like, established artists versus, and I'm assuming City Girls are more emerging. Yeah. Maybe they're so. maybe they're huge, but I mean. Let's see. What, they're not, like, see, see, Hall see, of Famers. What their first right. release was, was like, a sport. That's so interesting, you know, to see how the conversation gravitates. Because you're right. Like, you're saying in jest, but as we're talking about it, and you're saying, I really, I was really thinking, oh, my gosh, my wheels were spinning in the same direction. It's like, you know, what about them as a come up? Like, I don't know them as, like, what their persona is and right. what their you know, marketed to be. I think we got a pretty good good idea based on that song, though, right? City Girls was a... Okay, 2021. Okay. 20, okay. Yeah, so they're just coming out. So this is a huge... Oh, 2008. Oh, Sorry, okay, 2008. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Okay, so th- this flips the script. I mean, I was kind of thinking, you know, hey, maybe this, you know... Or maybe they've been... They, I, I don't they, know. They, I just don't know enough about them as artists to know. Are they 44 too? Like, I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> probably not. They're probably closer <laughs> to our age, actually. I thought it was yeah. interesting just yeah. how it kind of gravitated. The responsibility of the track, you know, ended up there. Well, like, because he's the feature, right? And like, sure. and that's what they're betting. That's what they're paying for yes. for his investment. Yes. Is like, is like their the responsibility does fall on him. Like, at least it's split pretty heavily in his favor. Because it doesn't they, sound they like he's him. a feature, though. Now let's because get, he, like, sings the whole thing. That's what I'm that's, saying. That's what I'm saying. It's so heavy. Let's actually rip this all the way apart. Who produced this? Yeah. And what and what other stuff song? are they producing? Like, I would love to know that's who true. handled this. Yeah. Because, like, my biggest criticism was it felt like it was in between. Yeah. So all things said and jokes aside, I felt like it was in between. Like, it, it had the identity of, like, a 2007, like, club banger. But the music, I felt like, didn't deliver on that, even though the lyrics were... It felt very caught in between. And so I'm wondering... It didn't you know, seem out of character to me for for Usher. Or Not like, out of character. I just felt like it lacked the, it lacked like the delivery mechanism to make that lyric piece fit. Yeah, totally. And, but and also to your point, two thousand eight is when they released their first single. So it do, it it is of that time, like a hundred. So maybe they sure. were just like Usher, like oh, we loved you so much, like we'll beg you to come on, and no money was. Crossed hands. There's at not all. a chance in not the at world. All. There's no, not a chance. In no the world money that at all. And he was just no. doing like whatever. City girls. <laughs> you my girls. You my girls. You my girls. City Come girls. I'll do whatever I can for you. There, uh, here's, hey. Here, here's what I'll say for certain. Yeah. <laughs> here's the only thing that I will say for certain on this <laughs> is that there's not a chance that there was no money exchanged. For, for like to, to get Usher on that track. What are you trying to say? Could have exchanged some other stuff. Now we're gonna find out that City Girls is actually like. One of the two city girls is actually like his little cousin, and he totally came and did yeah, a promo. That would be fucking yeah. wild. They're all but from also, the city. But also, it's like you released your first single like 15 and years he hasn't ago. Helped you till then. Yeah, so it's, it's like, of his least favorite sibling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, I'll help you. Yeah, exactly. He's like in however many years, and now he has to come do it. Exactly. So let's see. Mr. Let's Hank- Mr. Mr. Hanky. Okay. I mean, I'm not like super up on all the producers out there. Motown, Detroit. Is that what's going what? on? Is that what he for real? That's they, did, the they did it in label. Detroit. Oh, it's a label. Okay. Real name you know. Corey Twerculator. A lot of cities. Oh, the Twerculator. Corey Dennard. Who else has he produced? I don't know the Twerculator. That's what I was trying to That's figure City out. City Girls like, too. Planet Rock. I know that song. What's Lil some Duval. of it? Oh, Lil oh, Duval. Smile. He produced Smile Bitch. That's hilarious. Ball greasy. Cool. Okay. Oh, His go slower, Chris. You can't see all that. No, go faster. What he did? Okay. <laughs> he did WAP. WAP. Bro, Lil Wayne. But Little Chucky's WAP. Uh, oh, okay. Thank you for clarifying, Chris. Wings and pizza. Yeah, Lil Wayne, he's he's got guys. So yeah, I mean, that's. What, I was just wondering <laughs> who. That time, Rock the boat. Rock the boat. 
All right, well, this guy, obviously, like, you know, whatever. You know, but just because you're a producer that's produced, like, hits, I mean, this was a hit, but, like, that produces, like, you know, chop tarting or chart topping hits. (laughs) That's a little, that one's a hard one to say. Ten times fast. Yeah. yeah. Ten times fast. Chart topping hits, just because you're a producer that does that doesn't mean you hit the mark every time. You know what I mean? So, oh, no. I mean, Michael Jordan didn't hit it every time. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's just I just was interested, you know, because uh-huh. I noticed two things: we didn't talk six about the producer, six. Six and we kind of correlated all the six relationship tries. to Usher. To Usher, yeah, 100%. which what is that also? Like you said, yeah, he's got the notoriety. Yeah, so that's the that's the natural inclination. It's just like, but pic- I just you know what? You know. It's Picasso like getting paid to like come draw these stick figures. Yeah, for that's me. what I th- like, it, probably it nothing. It felt anymore, like right? an autograph that Usher <laughs> had to do. Is what, oh it, what it sounded felt like. Like he owed somebody something. And let's get real. Uh, uh, maybe it wasn't his best work. <laughs> hey, man, give me, do me a it's, favor. It's please. not a bad chorus yeah. at right. the no. end of the day. Remember no, that time and in 07? Not, I mean, yeah. he's, he's crying into his checks, too, you know? It's weird. Back. It's weird, though, how we're like being like, oh, oh, uh, I, realizing that Usher didn't write this song. It was the City Girls featuring Usher. I'm like, oh, okay, so Usher has like a free fucking pass yeah. to do whatever he does because... Well, let me tell you about Widgeon's spot on the uh, yeah. top one. I was, I was gonna say, <laughs> you know, so, all don't this, get me wrong, n- n- right? I mean, none of this, none of this is, n- none of this goes without you know acknowledging the irony that we're sitting here picking apart somebody's song that hit at least number seventy on the charts. Have you heard my mixes, bro? Like, like come on, like, they actually sound really good, bro. Took me uh, three fucking years. Three years, <laughs> but like, but yeah, it, you know, this is not to. I just want to acknowledge the fact that that you know nobody here is like making a ton of money off of music, and we're not speak for yourself. And, okay, and nobody here is experiencing a level of, of success, even a fraction of that. Okay. Yep. However, we are artists that have worked in a setting in the setting of uh, the studio setting that produce things. You know, uh, to to whatever value that that speaks we have an opinion on the thing you know what i mean well and that's a so. great part about art you right you can't you can have that opinion right um but yeah i mean i no, it wasn't my favorite tune i guess yeah all of that to say yeah for sure that i don't uh, love that Thumbs not going down. into the playlist i don't think the drum beat was so lazy too there wasn't anything different that, if you listen to it again like the only thing that it does is just stop playing and then start again too. yeah I, like I said from the get-go, it was a slow day at the studio Yeah, is what it sounded like. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. So like, we're all saying thumbs down on this one? Thumbs down. It's, gonna it's gonna going to be thumbs down for all of them. This is the worst I don't think idea. So. I don't think so. Yeah, thumbs down. I, I believe that, that there are songs There's that have bangers. made the top 40, that have made the top 100 that, that, that we can all agree are going to be great songs. This is the first run at it. I don't think this is a maybe good one. Maybe you double this segment, man, and maybe you do number 40 and number 100. You do the two cuts, right? Cause I was going to say slide it up to the, the number, to number 40. 40. Cause the, Here's cause how we do it. Because the number 40 is cool. I mean, the top 40, you know, it was top 40. That's true. You know, and, and Billboard took it to 100 probably for a lot of reasons. But Call it the skid. <laughs> we skid. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh, that's good that is segment, pretty great, though. man. So here, that's actually a good podcast name also. Yep. The skid. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking uh, 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 we'll do bottom of the billboard and then name 100 songs that are better than this song. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what I'm thinking right now. I don't now. have the energy to do that every week. I'll start no I'll start first. Layla by the Allman Brothers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. 100%. It's Bring a great it song. I w- can I just say for a second here? <laughs> no, he can't. No, no go ahead. No, no. Uh, to to, to, before 300,000 people already heard what you said, but say it again. Yeah, before, just go ahead before, and try to repair it now. <laughs> stitch it up. No, no, there's no stitch stitching up. up anything. Got some band aids. Before we yeah. move on, before we move on, uh, thumbs down this song. 
uh, period. I do not like it. Okay. Uh, so uh, we've all agreed on that. Uh, Layla is a great song. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, what? And Dwayne Allman's one of my favorite guitar players of all time. He's all right. Uh, Just slow day at the studio, or? Well, I think probably at the end of the day, that's probably what happened. <laughs> I I don't I don't know. It's hard to say what that was, but he he, <laughs> he got he got a take, and then uh, their engineer did a lot of fucking work to make that thing sound good. It's hard. To, is it hard to play slide guitar in C major? I mean, I don't think it was probably too hard for Dwayne Allman to do anything he fucking wanted to do. As well, hard for him to guitarist? play the right notes in that song, though. I will say. Oh. Can you play? Can you play slide guitar? Andrew? I was gonna make a bad. I've never, I've never seen. I you played do slide it. guitar in an album. No, you did. <laughs> yes, I did. Alfred Jaconis. Really, he lived. He when? listened to a lot of that album. I, I yeah. listened to it. Yeah, I know. To a lot. Speaking was, of, I'm really uh, proud of us because we finally got above a thousand plays on on. On Alpha Jacoby. Hey, that's did? awesome. Oh that's my awesome. god, he has no idea. I have, I stopped awesome, checking man. I stopped checking that shit a lot. As time you should. Ago. But at the same time, we did get over a thousand. And no, we did not. It's I, Alpha Jacones. They got over a thousand. I'm, I'm having yeah. a moment right there you now. Go, man. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Can you believe it? I'm having a moment right now. Anyways, back to slide guitar. I played slide on this song, bro. On mm. on on Dude. Alpha Draconis? Yeah. What well, play yeah. like one note. It's actually it's a constellation though. So yeah. Uh but he, so uh, speaking to your point about going back and listening to stuff and figuring out where you can make yeah forget my point no no I'm I'm I'm, sp- I'm speaking to it right now I'm speaking oh. to it right now oh, okay right, right. Uh, you're not that, letting the idea develop that oh. and God you know you're he just he jumps the gun so much and it's ADHD let's make, I already know where you're gonna let's say. have a therapy like, session already, about this he's already mapped five this out seconds from, ago from yeah. twelve <laughs> angles and he's <laughs> just quick, waiting quick to twitch see brain. which way it comes in I've been I've been there we've been going to therapy about this and you know we're getting through it. Anyways, sounds well, like it's going well. Yeah, like going well. couple what I, goals. What I'm yeah hashtag. Oh uh, so what I'm saying is that I we had a, a, there's a part in this song where we record in the studio and I was like there's this whole section here that needs more and I didn't know what to do. We already it's done slide. recording it, so I was at home and I plugged in to to, to the rig at home. Oh, that's why I, I don't remember. And I, I wasn't there. You for weren't it. there for oh, it. Oh, okay. And I just I started like writing these slide parts to it. There and you go. Then, so it's a lot of like ethereal stuff kind of in the background. And then there's this one line that I play that's very prominent towards uh, the bridge section. Are of the you song. better at slide guitar than Dwayne Allman is on Layla? I don't. I mean, boys, I have some news about this whole controversy. What is it? This is breaking news in real time. What is it? All right. I'm Did on, he die? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I got some bad news for you, bro. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to. I got mean, some real bad news. He's, <laughs> he's great at guitar, I'm not sorry. too good at riding a motorcycle. <laughs> that was so good, though. Uh, we, yeah. gotta, we gotta clip that one, all boys. All right, no, please don't. All right, all right, all right. So we, we, we're, we're rushing to Dwayne's defense. It's been a hard month for Dwayne Allman. Yeah. Um, originally Imagine. played in C major, the engineer sped the tape up, and the resulting pitch is somewhere between C and C. How cool! Uh, oh, played it in tune. He played it in tune. So who's the guy that fucked it up? Tom Dowd. Tom Dowd. Who's Tom Dowd? Have the they ever have they ever remastered the, it to the, pitch modulate the, it down? Is there um, is there a version of that out there with isolated shit. track? I'll start working on that. Because I I guarantee you there are isolated I tracks. I don't know if it's modulated though. I'm guarantee somebody took that back down and pitch corrected it. To oh hear my it. god! But, 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 but I will bet you a million. But why did they make that choice like, though? Why did they make that choice? This is like finding a bloody glove oh, in a case right you now. You know what it is? He played it at, at a time. I'm sure it's what it was. How did he play? Oh, so been. they had it speeded speed it up. up. 
So either way, he 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 fucked it up. Either way. Why do you hate Dwayne Allman? I love Dwayne Allman. One of my favorites, guys. Attacking him so much. You're saying you're saying they took the entire master and sped it. The entire tape, so it would. Oh, so it'd have been relative. Yeah. So it'd have been relative. No, so that. That's really interesting. Okay, so why why so did that's they jazz? Why does he do the half step off? Or why did they why did they well, speed it up? A quarter, a quarter step off, off from the whole band. Yeah. Wow, what a jazzy part. Yeah, it's, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's it a, it a choice. Yeah, Super yeah. Jazzy. yeah. Well, no, but okay. Let's yeah, so if they, sped, if they sped the whole thing up, then he Billy's was still favorite, yeah, at, he was still out of tune then. Yeah, of if they sped the whole thing, he's still out of tune then. Well, that's what we're saying. It would have been relative. Yeah, if they sped the mixer or the master up. Okay, hang on. So just speed it up a little bit more, <laughs> right? And it'll be in D, and it'll go. sound even worse, I guess. Actually, no, it's, it's <laughs> and then actually, if you do that, it's it's Layla featuring uh, yeah. Chipmunks. It's really good. <laughs> it's it's Layla. It's Layla yeah, right. in every Almond Brothers uh, uh, key, just in Miss Lydia. Add nine. <laughs> Don't get started on this. No, no, uh, you really shouldn't. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's what I'm gonna say about that. Uh, I think that he missed the mark a little bit. That the engineer did a lot of work to make it sound right, and that's what we're hearing to this day. It wasn't Dwayne Allman's? Uh, no, we're gonna get to the bottom. Perfection. Of that. 100%. We'll, we'll come run back this new info week. by TikTok and see what they think. Yeah. Well, I would love, I would love the day that my imperfection uh, resonates like that. Yeah, a hundred percent. What a great, what a great moral of the story. A hundred percent. It's enough to make Barry Oakley just cry. After he passed away, <laughs> like just listening to the solo over and over again, just crying. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Everyone's got a hot take at, at times, right? I stand by it though. Three hundred. I'll say yeah, that's impressive. You know, I mean, I, I yeah. respect it. I respect it. You uh, shouldn't. You shouldn't. Okay, so <laughs> well, that was our segue into the next one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, what do you want to talk about next? Well, Man, what's to, next? What's I, next? I want to talk about. What's next for you guys, right? Ooh. So we're working on. So you guys have a That's backlog good. of catalogs. You know what's the? Uh, we're really working you guys on trying to hit the next album cycle or what? Yeah, we're really yeah. working on getting our uh, imperfections to resonate. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. You guys try to write iconic songs in the wrong yeah, keys. Yeah, or? that's that's really the main goal. No, I, um, I don't know what's our next our next uh, goal. I mean, I. I don't know, getting this thing out and, and starting to probably work through all these tunes. You know, we got this big backlog of songs. So there's a lot of stuff that we were doing live. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we've been writing. Probably to um, start working through those and, and figure out the right kind of uh, show schedule that'll work for us. Yeah, do you guys have plans to tours or, or tour or do anything not, like that? Not any, like, major touring. Well, I mean, we've got the residency at the Southern Girl that we're doing. Um getting this album out. I mean, to be honest, I mean, you guys know, um, you know, we really needed that album out, right? I mean, I will be completely, you know, open and honest, right? Um, You know, our our marketing and awareness and all those things, like we've really focused so much on like how we play with each other and playing the music. Um, We haven't really invested probably the needed time for touring and things like that, that, that we need on the, um, it, I'll call it the administrative front, right? I mean, one, it's kind of a low benchmark with Janet, so that makes everything longer. Uh, we're still working through that. But the bigger thing of that, though, is like, you know, we don't have those pieces in place, right, to make those things viable. Um, so that's something that I think we have to, we have to figure out 
or not, right? I mean, the biggest thing for us, I think, is to keep doing what makes us creatively happy. And if that leads to the ability to do other things, it's awesome. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone. I guess I'm speaking for myself. And, you know, Aaron, I'll kick it, kick it to you, man. I mean, what are we doing? We just, <laughs> what are we doing? It's a great question for the band leader to ask. We, just, we just, yeah, what are we, we, we put all our chips in. Let's make the music as great as possible. Yeah. And let's create the most happy, positive energy, organic environments. And it's like, as soon as the door closes and the last person's in the room at Brandon's house for rehearsal, that happens. And we don't know how it happens. We're not in there like, let's meditate for 10 minutes and then go or. Ben's going to, all right, bring it in, guys, and get a huddle. It's no, it's just we, we walk in like, how did they go? It sucked, or it was great, or I broke my toe today, or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm feeling like crap. I'm sick. We start playing, and all that's like, hmm. It's like the little bubble comes around us. And then that that's what we've just been doing. And it just seems like, you know, we'll do that with seven songs, eight songs, 12 songs, whatever, and then – We'll all get really tight at them. We'll be playing them out a lot. And then at some point, Ben will go, come to my house, guys. we got to put this down. Because I know a piece of him's like, I want to mix some more stuff and keep working on my martial art of engineering. I want to do like one track maybe at a time, right, at this point. We did like the collection, and we released that out, and it gave folks maybe a sense of, or how to communicate, right? Like definitely for playing more shows and doing other things, we needed that out there. And we need a lot of other things to go along with it, right? So maybe turn a little bit of attention to some of those things, right? Um, so that we can we can try to build on the stuff that we've done, but not at the cost of the formula right. of, of what we're doing. Because no right. matter of whatever kind of profitability or sustainability, commercial success, all these things, right? That's not, I don't think that's the primary goal in our brain at least. Yeah. It's not in front of the art at least. Yeah. You know, and so if we just keep doing that, and like I said at the beginning of this, like we're we all have a very it's like this patience because of it. It's all and we talk with Brandon a lot about this, you know, it's like the respect and desire for the craft itself, which I think is cool in this group, it's very unique that everybody is really obsessed with that on their instruments and then how that can be a collective craft. So I mean the other stuff, yeah, do we probably suffer in some in some ways because of that I, I think so my kind of pie in the sky hope is that at some point that yields the right kind of thing that people can identify and maybe we'll get some folks that are really good at that shit that want to be able to help us right we're not opposed to help but that's not the door that we're not like we not don't, we don't have an ad in the paper right like, well, right and uh, maybe we maybe we should i don't know the right way i mean that's just not my wheelhouse, not Aaron's, Brandon's, no, Max. I, th I mean, I think what we're doing is the best way to approach it because I feel like if if we get as good as we can at what we have been doing, the rest should take care of itself. Right. It's like if you go out there and just destroy a show over and over again and just murder a crowd over and over again, eventually, you'll go to jail. eventually, yeah, but, literally, well, you'll go you, to jail you really will. But it's like get, eventually, you know, caught, like it, you know if that's saying? supposed like. <laughs> This entire time we've been a band, it's all been organic. Yeah. So it's like organic everything. Ben went through however many people before he 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 finds this group of guys, and then Ben's like, "Wow." Something we've talked about before, you know. It's we, just completely we organic. Haven't forced anything, or at least I haven't since my other like previous very more serious project, right? And said we're not not gonna force anything. Yeah. Not that I don't care about it, and I'm not pursuing it, but I've really 
pursued the craft and then the people showed up somehow into my universe and i hope you know that everyone would feel the same that's kind of been the thing so what's next hopefully record more music i think maybe a single at a time yeah right because it's easier to get out now that we have a body of work and then book and start to grow based on the stuff that we put out because even again i mean that stuff took two three years so the people that we are you know personally and musically has all grown a lot even from when a lot of those tracks were laid right so it's like hey i want to get out what what aaron's doing now right i want people to hear even outside of a show right from a studio context what aaron's doing now what brandon's doing now oh my god you know talk about array like a just it's just a logarithmic progression right of just vicious drumming yeah um you know everybody max you know myself hopefully you know i'm growing right i want to be able to do that so probably a single at a time and then work on the booking and work on maybe trying to find help that's one thing i i don't want to chase like trying to do all that stuff i know a lot of folks that do it like diy and are really good at it right you're really good at that um i look at it and honestly say i get frustrated really easily. that's just not i tried to I just that i just suck at that well I, you know it's, it's not it's, fun well, well and, e and even beyond that, like I don't, my belly doesn't burn. My reptilian. belly doesn't burn for that. Yeah. Well, no, it's sad. The, the, Unless your belly's cold blooded. Yeah. Well, right. if you're cold blooded, yeah. The, the, but it's a cold blooded. It's a cold blooded business. I mean, let's get real, Florida. right? I mean, for, for, I'm just not good at that. To to, to just uh, a couple of things. Yeah, uh, well, uh, you're welcome because you're getting <laughs> the bottom of the bill bump now, guys. So yeah. Well, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, we're, and it's drastically needed, as you can tell. We we are not, you know. Yeah. Well, no, you're, and you're welcome. Honestly, you're you're very welcome, thank and you, we're happy to provide much. this opportunity for you. Well, yes. our next our next single, since you did ask, is going to be with City Girls. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be sick. <laughs> is Usher going to be feature on it too? You know, no, we told them they're featured. We told them sit it out. Oh, you told him to sit out on this one. He, yeah, he, he just, could take he take a he could lap. He crushed it so much on the last one, and I heard that he does it on hours on end. So he was. He sure said, he "Sit out." He can't like, feature yeah. on every yeah. song. No, yeah. that's true. Not that's every true. song. Otherwise, you just DJ Khaled. Yeah. <laughs> what about him? You guys think about him at all, or um, only at night? Okay, only at night. <laughs> only on um, Sprite only commercials. <laughs> no, but in all, in, in, no, in all seriousness, so the only reason why the other stuff happens. For me, is because like I have the time to do that kind of shit. You know what I mean? But then it's also like, you know, the more that we've gone down this road, and like, I don't even know how effective like any of that stuff actually is. You know what I mean? It's like you do a lot of it. You go on the road and and like you you try and get the name out there. Um, and I don't know, like, if you don't, I don't know the days of just hitting the road and and building your brand that way is the way to do it anymore you know i don't think that anybody's investing in that model like they used to there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are doing the social media thing well, you were just talking about was it a and r reps going through um social, social media, media you yeah. know and and cherry picking out through that way so yeah i mean we don't know the best i i'm with you i mean and we don't know the best figuring out way. that fucking world it's impossible oh my god and, and, we have know. no idea and, and, and i'm not even saying that like hitting the road and doing it that way is not viable i just don't like it it wasn't viable for side hustle you know what i mean it, it became to a point where it was so unviable that the band had to like take a break for a while because there's just like there's that that model wasn't working. Maybe it works for other people, but it's also like there's social media, there's streaming platforms, there's SoundCloud. There's like you know you can live in fucking Ocala, Florida, and then you can reach out to to, to labels and agencies out in L.A. or Atlanta or New York or whatever. Like there's ways to to, to reach markets now without having to invest the time, the effort, and that fucking 
like as much as I love the road, holy fuck, is it brutal? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just every day, just nonstop. Even your it's days fun. off, or that's it's it's the most fun I ever have. Like I love going in the road. I love, but it's 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 but definitely. It's hard. I, it, it doesn't serve a, a purpose at the end of the day. It is fun, but like even uh, back at home, you're still just like trying to figure out like the, the Da Vinci code of how to get your band to be seen. Right. And well, that's and all it comes down to. And really, like you don't know, like even like the big wigs up top, they know how to do it. And the uh, the lowest common denominator no, is money. Yeah, but it, it, <laughs> but, but like even for they don't the know, DIY for sure. The, I think I think what he's trying to say is every every sort of uh, way that you can go about doing it is a good way. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Like you're not gonna go wrong. The the only way that you go wrong is when you just don't don't try. Yeah, and I think too, like what you guys both said, like the flavor that kind of we were talking about, and then like kind of what you said about the road, and then you kind of echoed it back on the road, like how much fun it is. Yeah, I think it's fun. I think. But I think that's like the key part of it. Like I think it's team building too. I will say, you know, I think it's I mean? like the fun. Yeah, you know, like if you're doing it for fun, um, and and fun is like the, um, I'm trying to think of the right it, way. If, to if fun's first in line, you know, like right up there with you know honesty and everything else that's important, and actually, like you're gonna be fine. As soon as it's not fun anymore, it's like I mean, we're all a kid here. When yep. it wasn't fun, you stopped doing it. Well, I, I say this as a former kid myself. You put um, your attention so, somewhere else. <laughs> That's so, so, so suspicious, though, right? Like, even just to, I even know. to queue it up like that. Like, why sure. You when you, when, you, when he was a baby lizard. Yeah. yeah. So, I used to be a child. Yeah. I used to be a child. No, no. So, and now I break planes of dimensions. What I'm sa- no, no. But I, I want to. Like you, kids. Yeah, just I, like you. I want to. Just like you, kids. I want, all right. Yeah, all right. Let's let it finish. What I want to say, though, about. The, the road thing is that there is a value there deeper than just fun. I don't know that it reaches the most people or that it's most financially viable. I will say that there's a team building exercise oh, yeah. in that that happens that I don't know that you get as close with people or like you have that connection even to the music and to the experience that that, that like that, that you get when you're on the road. Like like there is a thing that happens there where you become bonded on a deeper level than just like the friendship and the music. There's like, we are out here and we are hurting. We're starving together. We're sleeping. We're grind Like we're sleeping in, in like terrible conditions together. Sometimes great conditions. Like it doesn't have to be terrible all the time, but it's like, you're out here having the best and worst time of your life at the same time. You know, like for, like when, when, when uh, the, the van broke down on the way back from which time? North Carolina the last time, it was, which, I'm, time? which I'm convinced this is the uh, straw that broke the camel's back for Sean anyways. Yeah, of course. But, but there was, at, for as terrible as that, that was such a bad experience. Um, but, I mean, the way that everybody, like, pulled themselves up, it was like, okay, you make this call, you make that call, I'm going to make this call, and then we're going to figure out what needs to be done here. We all, like, just rose to the occasion like that yeah and it that that kind of like it, it did like like i felt like after at the end of that whole thing it was like like for all the music for all the the quirks you know like all the little shit that goes on between everybody at the end of the day like we all got through that together we yeah, made it fun. work it's you know in the trenches together yeah and yeah. So there's a value to being on the road that i will sure. say that that that, that that's if that's i had a quarter for every time that sean looked at me and just went what are we doing yeah. 
I'd be a millionaire. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I, so I don't know the right approach. I mean, I think just trying to make more music, hopefully record more music, um, and keep seeing what we do. Yeah, well, for sure. With the booking thing, it was just, I was, my whole goal when I was, or I guess I'm still kind of wearing that hat because Ben picked up a lot of the pieces for the producing and the, he's got a vault of songs where it's like, hey guys, I got a main course. You guys want to put the, you know, the extra stuff? And we're like, all right, cool. So there's a lot of stuff like that that is kind of ready to go. But it's like with the booking stuff, my whole thing, I learned a lot from Nigel from Firewater. It's like whenever you go book a show, there's an extra guy. You treat it like there's an extra guy on yeah, stage. 100%. Whatever their rate is. I only pay $100 a man. Well, cool. You're going to pay an extra $100. And if they don't want to do that, then you don't want to be at that venue anyways. Yeah, or you don't sure. you don't want to go work for that person. So I'm like picking up tips like that. And then on top of it, it's like I really stopped like reaching out and trying to push for things. And more of just like let's make great music and put it out there or make a cool video and put it out there and promote the Southern Girl thing. You want to see us in town, we're playing once a month at least. That's enough time for, you know, you don't go, eh, I'm going to miss them, you know, I'll see them next month. A lot of people are like, man, I have to wait a month to see them again. Or, or it's it's the opposite effect of like, eh, I saw them last Tuesday at so-and-so. I'll see them next Tuesday or next Wednesday at so-and-so. You know, you don't oversaturate. But then on top of that, I've always got the bat like ready in my hand. So it's like if a good opportunity is coming over the plate, I'm going to smack the shit out of it right. and be like, Ben, this is a festival we got to do. Or if we get in good with these people, it's like risk. It like opens up this part of the continent where it's like you got in the group. Now it's just like Brandon jokes about the hippie hierarchy. And it's like, I'll, <laughs> I'll go play that game and be like, all right, well, who's the head head tie-dye around here, man? Let me like... Who's the head tie-dye? Do you remember that? Who's got the, yeah, cool, who's that, got the yeah. coolest tie-dye shirt? Let me go talk to that guy. But no, all jokes aside, it's, just, it's, it's like that to me because it's hard to just go out there and be like, it's a completely gray area. I mean, if you look at the metrics, nobody's listening to any of our music here. All right, let's go do a ticketed show there. Good luck, buddy. Everybody's going to be upset by the end of it if they're if they're coming at it from a monetary standpoint. You're not going to sell any tickets. Like you can put two hundred dollars in Facebook, you might get thirty people there. You know, depending on the venue or whatever. Like I don't know. Like the best thing that I've seen work for a band that's been doing it ten years, and from a band I was in for five years that did it like that, like hard charging. Yeah, talk like, about road dog. I mean, I, like, we, yeah, like, I you, mean, you punched us in the face. We're like, cool. Is that all you got? Like, we yeah. always came home. We're like, yeah. Anyways, next weekend, and then I'm in there like cooking ramen. Like, yeah, next weekend. I never, I never heard or seen any any group of people that road road dog at big famous otherwise than you got. Well, one of the things I couldn't believe, like as I got to know you guys, I said, man, you talk about people that love music and are passionate about doing it because they actually love it. That was one of the big things that made me want to work. You know. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, outside of being great and of just the pure passion for like this is really like I love making music, like holy smoke! So to you guys, right? I still haven't picked my hat back up. Well, it's just like sometimes it broke me. Like we played in Atlanta one night, then the next night we had a gig in St. Pete. I'm yeah, like, that's a lot. Yeah, Universe is like, how much do you love it? Yeah. And I'm just over here like. I love it, but my back hates me. Yeah. You know, or we played a gig in Mississippi and in two days drove all the way to Colorado. Right. And I'm just like going through Amarillo, Texas, like we're going to jail. Yeah. Like we're, we're going to jail right now. <laughs> dude. We got pulled over in Amarillo. I'm like, this is the moment. Yeah. I'm standing there holding the sign, you 
know, like I had it all placed in my head. And he's like, y'all boys have a good night. And we were like, thank God it was just a taillight. And he has no scent for weed. Because I don't know what the hell happened. I'm just saying, it's like you can do either either or. You can like sit back and relax and try to do it that way. Or you can just like, you know, fucking fight your way for it. Well, it's like somewhere, it's, it's some somewhere in the middle. I mean, I don't know. But it's what, like what's getting the, there. What, what's the secret, Tommy? To what? To, to how to make it. My band just broke up. <laughs> And I'm like, like, I'll give you all the shit. Uh, and I'm like, and I'm fucking. And like, is we're, he rubbing in every uh, chance, yeah. every single? Oh, here's a chance. This is the first time he said it. No, but I mean, I, I mean, like, if I'm being, I mean, we haven't really announced anything publicly, but yeah, I mean, I, you have pe- now. People know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the band, the band broke up, and and for the most part, and you know, we have we're doing a podcast that 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 gets you know marginal numbers on it, but I mean, so. Like to All ask me for, for to, to ask me like like what the key to like doing the whole thing. I have no fucking idea, and that's what I'm trying to get at. Like nobody, nobody has any idea. Nobody has any idea. Yeah, right. Just right. make a whole podcast about it. It's great because we just talk about anything forever, and then just you well, know that's just go down a rabbit hole every time, and then but yeah, that's, that's there'll the, never be any end to it. But yeah. that's the beauty of like the, to be honest, that's like the beauty of it, right? Is like like you're saying there is we don't know. So like doing even like that's one of the things I think is so fantastic about you know, this specific concept of the podcast because you explore some of those things, but there's this playful irony in it, just like I think in a lot of people, the way they pursue their art, right? It's for the love of that thing. Right. Yeah. And, and if and if so, you know, then there's the opportunity that people might connect with it, and that becomes an amazing opportunity to take this thing that is really something that means a lot to you and be able to meaningfully share it with other people. But... If not, you're still going to be playing. Like, you know, my brother would always tease with me and, and say, you know, the best guitar player ever, right, is some guy who lives out in Amarillo who yeah. just lives in his house and he just plays. And he plays because he loves it. Like, if I wasn't in a band, I would still, I mean, I, pra- I got an insane practice schedule. I mean, I literally practice. When I leave here, I will go practice and I will practice for hours. And I do pretty much every night. Like, all, I mean, and it's not to be, oh, I'm practicing every night. It's just, I, that's what I want to do. I want to go sit down and I want to think about my instrument. And I want to play my instrument and I want to just, I don't know, it's just therapeutic, but it's also meaningful in a way and whatever, whatever, whatever. And it, I'd be doing that in any scenario. Pushing, you, the, pushing the envelope no matter what. Then just you wake I up and know. work a full-time job. And then have a family and then all that shit, which is insane. Do you take drugs? You or guys like are cousins. He's a reptile too. Coffee. I mean, coffee. <laughs> coffee. But, 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 you know, it's because I love it. Yeah. You know, and it's part of what makes me a good bandmate. It's part of what makes me a good dad. It's part of what makes me a good husband. Is there's this balance in me that recognizes some thing. And for my specific lens, maybe it's the craft of music or something that recognizes and communes with something way out beyond. So it's like a grounding exercise as much as it is just the craft. Right, it's this reminder. It's like looking at the stars, right? It's this reminder that there is this infiniteness out there. On a floating rock. Yeah, you know, and and um, and that makes me get through all the other things that I want to do and need to do and love to do, right? Like none of those things, being a dad or anything else, are a chore, right? It, but it amplifies the pleasure of those activities because I've recognized like this infiniteness. It's like the same thing you can see in like somebody you loves hug right it's, it's this recognition of like it, there's a there's this big space that you're lucky to be a part of yeah you gotta play about it 100 <laughs> percent. so i get it you know so i don't know I, I we don't know who knows the best ways but at the end of the day none of that really you know it, it doesn't really matter that much best way is honest that's yes. my that's all i'm gonna say 
What are you trying to get at the end of the day? Money, right? No. Fame, then? A, a sense of fulfillment. Like, that's what, that's what it's Which all about. Just like Ben said, yeah. he's fulfilled every day, right? Yeah. I try. But doesn't I, need I, any of this shit. I think. I think that. I think that all <laughs> I that. I think that all that means d- different things for different people. Though, it sure you know does. I mean? it sure yeah. Does. However, you, yeah, you yeah. can be fulfilled. Yeah, for sure. You know. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, city like, girls needed usher to be fulfilled. Obviously, yeah. so. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. you could do it eighty different ways in so one night. What I heard night, is very so. fulfilling. Yeah, um, you're not fulfilled till you get to eighty. It's just one of eight <laughs> skills he has on his resume. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's cool though. I mean, that's what makes you lucky too. Like when you do play, right? And you know that it's so hard, and, and and you're kind of throwing it out there, and you get these folks that come to your show, right? I mean, that's what makes like the audience so freaking important, right? Yeah, totally. Because like their choice, right? Like just as much as you're making artistic choices and, and all these other things, they're making a choice to come share that with you. So. Well, the, yeah, the thing is, is that it's like you know, I say that there's a little bit of narcissism to every form of art because you have to believe in whatever it is that you're creating is worth somebody spending their finite amount of time consuming, you know, and there's a little bit of that for sure where I think it's like, you know, that's why you, you appreciate it so much when people do come out and support the things you're like, the one thing on like in life that's finite is time. Yeah, that's it. And you've chosen to spend whatever amount that is with us here tonight or spinning our record while you're doing something else. Like you've chosen to consume that uh, you know our whatever we've spent whatever time we've spent creating this thing you've chosen to consume that with with your finite amount of this thing you know and um so it means the world and people do and i think that there's a sense of fulfillment in in just in, in that you know um so yeah i think that's what a lot of artists are chasing and how it you know manifests itself is is different for a lot of people but you know there's but why well why does an artist need to have other people feel that way about it, 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 it they don't need to do anything. It's uh, th- right. I, but that's, that, what that's what I'm trying to get that, at. That's though. a. Th- but that's again, it's a personal choice, though, right? There's there's a sure. way to. to cr- there's but there's a. Why is that personal choice your choice? Is because there's people that. Are, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like there's there's again. That, that's it's such just a, weird. Art's weird. Yeah, it's, Can it's, we just say that? It's such a deep. It's definitely weird. It, and it's such a. It's definitely weird. It's Fucking such a Oscar Wilde said, "All art is quite." useless and at the end of the day disagree with that 100 no it's not and the thing is is that like <laughs> i think the reason why you know i mean uh, get, i mean yeah it wh- is where, right? where you get meaning from from your art i think is such a personal thing that it's like you know if 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 it means that you need people to hear it because you like and, and respect it because you need validation or maybe mm-hmm. it's just like the like the essence of creation in itself that's fulfilling like who knows? It means so many different things to so many different people. I think that changes over time, sure. right? So I think if you had asked me as a eighteen or nineteen year old what I was doing with my art, and in my early twenties and mid twenties and late twenties and thirties now, right? Um, late thirties. Yep, late thirties <laughs> no. now. Um, I'm like Usher. Um, Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, You're not older than I'm us. like Usher without the bank account. Um, but, but yeah, so I mean, that changes too, right? And I think that's part of the discovery process is like, that's the lesson of why to keep going. Right. Because it will grow you. Right. Right. It will grow you. Like the dedication to the thing, if it's a pure lens that you're taking, will change you in ways that you can't imagine. Right. So what I think is important now and why I'm doing it now, that's going to continue to evolve as I 
surrender myself to that process. And that's, I think that's the other thing too. Like it's a form of self-surrender because you're right. I mean, there's a little bit of irony in that, that, Hey, it's all kind of pointless, but I mean, the whole thing, I mean, the whole thing is relatively pointless. And so I think to embrace that and then choose a pointless activity in a maybe pointless endeavor. Yeah. Right, why not is, get is, the highest score? Yeah. hundred percent. I well, think <laughs> is it, well, I'm saying it gives you a unique, it gives you a unique bonding opportunity with the, or. the, uh, irony of the entire universe i mean you're interacting with lots of yes. random mechanics all yes. at once for no reason at all yes other than love and that may be the only thing but that how, how that's many, the thing how it's many right more there. how many people do you need to bond with it, it, it's irrelevant here's here's the thing man is that like like okay i'll speak like without going into like way too much detail like what music has done for me it's been a life-saving thing okay yeah. and i think that for for a lot of people that it, that it has been okay and a life-saving thing in the sense where it, like, uh, that uh, accompanied by certain, you know, groups of people, it's been something that, like, where I could have been a member of society uh, that was detrimental to society. You know what I mean? And in my my discovery of my love, my passion for music accompanied with different scenarios, like, I became somebody that was, like, you know, not just a, a contributing member, but just like it was more of a positive force, I think, in a lot of people's lives than, than what I could have been. And I want to, I want to be able to create something that's had that influence, that has that influence on somebody else as well. Because like, you never know. Like, I've had people come up to me and tell me like the song that now we have over a thousand plays on Alfred Draconis, <laughs> like as one thousand and one plays, as, as <laughs> crazy as it is, I've had people tell me how much just like that message means to them. You know, whatever it's one person, who cares? Like it doesn't like that to me means everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's what I mean. That there's one person or a thousand people or so just ten thousand. Just go the for the one person at the end of the day. Okay. Do your best, and if every, if one person likes it, maybe more people will. But my point being... How else are you going to do it? There's, it's, just, it's all crazy and random. Yeah, but all I'm it saying... Is. All I'm saying is that the point is that you want to have that effect on somebody's life, and you believe that your art can do that. Okay. So you try and, like... You, but then also, like, there is a part of it where, where, where it's, like, at least for me, like, I have a real hard time like, holding a job and working for other people. You know, there's a part of me that like that that doesn't do that well either. So to me, I feel like my my time spent on this earth is best spent creating and being a part of that. So like I want to spend all my time making that reality for myself. You know what I mean? There's that. This is the this is what I'm. This is the only thing I've ever been good at. This is the only thing I've ever been good at. Right. So it's like I've tried to work jobs. I've done. I, I tried to go to school. I, I got fired or I dropped out or whatever. It might, nothing held my attention. And I know that I'm only a good person when I'm creating. When I'm not creating, I'm not a good person to be around. It just is truth. Self-destructive in general, right? right. Self-destructive. And, and so to me, I have to spend my time making that a reality for myself. I don't just mean like, like you know, making enough to pay the bills. I mean, like I need to like enough to like take care of my partner take care of my fa- i want to be able to take care of my family because this is the way that i know how to do it yeah, right yeah. so that to me is why I, I spend so much time grinding and figuring out the other aspects of this thing it's all in service of the creation of, of the creating you know what i mean right so 
That was a bit, bit of a longer-winded uh, rant than I wanted to go on, but that's cool demonstration. Just how personal it is to everybody, though. Exactly, right? and I think that's that's so that's so cool. I mean, what is it about the process of creation that either facilitates or itself creates an environment where you can be the best Anton that you can be? And what does it say <laughs> for the rest of the environment, right? That day to day you participate in right when you don't have that to guide you exactly right? it's really unique i know we talked before it's funny because as i was saying be the best anti i know I've, I've, that's a callback yeah, that's why i was laughing but it comes back down to that how cool is that theme you know re-emerge and pre- present itself again is right it's it's only when you're around really <laughs> oh god <laughs> uh no but that that's what that's really i mean in all seriousness right i mean that's that's what the power of not just art but art is just a refraction of like love i think the part about that whether you move yourself into a point of being an artist or it's a you know spiritual or religious experience or whatever it is it's like that actor of of uh surrender right is that kind of um it's hard to think about how to describe I guess the feeling that I, I, I want to represent, but surrendering is a transformation that you don't force. And I think like when we talked before, like about not forcing things, that's why that's so important. There's this element of surrendering yourself to this uh, way um, that I think itself is opening a door, regardless of what comes with it from a worldly perspective. Right. Right. Is that act of surrendering is very courageous. Right. And I think anybody doing their art, whether you're an artist or you're an LD, or you're a front of house engineer, or you're an agent, um, even uh, whether if you're, you're an agent, contracts, whatever it is, whether you you're know. an agent or whether you're in any other media, a dancer, right? We, we talked about like all media of art, you know, before Just inter- as well. Entertainment, really, you know. Or it could be, I mean, it could be anything of expression. Literally right? anything, um, yeah. Comedians. Literally anything. Comedians. Comedians, a, a, painters, a surfer, surfers. you know, um, who knows, right? A roller derby, you know. <laughs> gal i mean it could be any of those things right and it's that surrender to like this art form or this thing that you love or this passion that's like your transfer transformational experience yeah totally and uh or or shit i mean even our you know probably the most important for us right people that choose to come to live music right right i mean you know that's a serious thing for a lot of people it's a religion to so many people yeah truly and it's truly a religion um and I think the reflection of all of those things is like kind of the love that bonds all this stuff together. Because otherwise, you're right. It's all pretty pointless, right? Yeah. I mean, everyone's looking for meaning or, or trying to share meaning or trying to uh, commune in some way. Even people that retreat from other people, right? There's some kind of act in that. Right. And, I, and I think it leads you to hopefully peace. And that peace comes, I think, in my experience, right? Maybe not everyone's, but in mine, it's coming from that act of I think I think uh, more of uh, what I was trying to say and Oscar was trying to say is like the actual like product of art is quite pointless. It's just everything else that comes around it. That's what humans, I totally get you. like come up with. It's just it dismisses <laughs> it. It dismisses. Like the whole thing of what that product means to other people. What it, what know, it means to people, and, and that 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 can't be argued. You just right. put such an awesome bow on this. I don't know if I mean, maybe maybe I just am now recognizing the genius that is Billy. But like, well, you know. but I mean, seriously, I mean, like, put that way. I mean, the way you explained it there. So the product, 
what the product is when to me when you say that is it's like the end point so yeah. it's all it's all living breathing surrender and then you get to that end point where you try to package it and, and put it out right and then like the art part of it is you know hopefully it's communicating but for you as the creator it stopped right yeah. that's been the hard part about the recording and all that stuff to bring it back is like the the creating stops the create the creating of it has stopped and now you're looking for that bridge but it's all about like how, how you can digest that and what it means to you and like are you fulfilled in doing that if you need to be fulfilled by having a thousand people at your show not, then you need to do that but I if you're just happy so being much. yourself all i'm trying to say is this <laughs> it's like what when you're thinking about <laughs> no. no tony when you're thinking about all of this do you play better or worse when I'm thinking about anything, I'm always playing worse. You're playing worse, right? Yeah, but that's not. But it's 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 so dismissive, though. No, what no, you're no, saying. I'll, let, I'll let you talk, but just remember my point. Keep going. And 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 also, it, it, this is all just kind of like speaking to the to the idea. It's it's never the destination. It's like the, it's like the, the ride, the journey Sorry. there, right? Yep, yep. It's all. It's very like, but you know, it's now we're, when, when we're playing. I heard Miley said it's a climb, really. <laughs> now we're when we're playing at actually, uh, 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 yeah. I heard like, it was the climb. We're playing like Mellow Mushroom or something like that. Or or where do we play? We played at Wicked Barley a couple of weeks ago and nobody gave a shit about us. How well did you play? I played terribly that no, day. No, you didn't. I did play terribly. We played that amazing. Day. No, no, collectively we played 100%. well. No, he did no, good. I played terribly that day. He did day. well. Superman does no, no, good, no. but he did well. I did but not do well. All I'm trying to say is uh 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 top notch stand we got fucking music only the, only, music's, only the best for the, music's for trying to get at me. He's like, it's falling it. apart. That yeah. guitar's like, I'll get you, boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I just it's think literally the, like the, play me. Yeah. <laughs> the less you care about this, the happier you'll be. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think at the end of the day is what I was trying to get at. Okay, well that's an interesting perspective, but. I think uh, the pyramid at the top should be happiness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's all yeah, it, it, it should always be in service of of a sense of fulfillment, I think, in service of the art, in service to like whatever your thing is that looks li- like the end like whatever grants you fulfillment. Like that's that's or fulfillment, sorry. Or, whatever grant that that's what it's got to be is is like whatever grants you the fulfillment. Not everyone can do it. Let's just start there. Yeah. There's some people who, if you can teach them all day how to, like, this is clapping on time. And by the end of the day, you're going to be like, never mind, dude. Be honest. You need to be a lawyer. Be honest. Are you the guy kind of guy that claps in the one and three or what? No, I'm more of like the and of the two and the, <laughs> okay, the four, yeah. you know? But that's because I Brandon Howell's my best friend. Yeah, exactly. He's, yeah. he's like, you know, Amen. you know, there's more than one beat and two and three or four. There's more than four beats in a measure. No, there's not. It's just four, there's, bro. That's like, what musicians There's one E and I. There's like, you know, there's really, there's, re- there's really 16. I'm yeah. like, what did you just do to my brain? You yeah, know, or you can break it down more. You can do quintuplets and sets, uh, sextuplets, and you can do like, you know. I mean, I like Zappa, but not yep. everybody does. You know? <laughs> All right, so let's go to the bottom of the billboard. Or, sorry, uh, bottom no, let's line. Let's do it news. again. Yeah, let's bring time. it back, City Girls. Number 99. Let's do it again. The remix. The remix. You guys you know we're spending this whole episode just talking, and then in between our our, our speeches, we're going to do every, Sip it, every apparently. song. Down from a hundred <laughs> all the way to one. So the, uh, re- yeah. the remix. 99. Roll. Yeah, let's go. Okay. You All know right. what's crazy? Uh, before he goes into this, the world record for the longest podcast ever, 
49 hours. Whoa. Yeah. I think right. if we get I think it starts tonight, right? Yeah, if we if That's we, right. I, I think if I we think get if we get two people are fired and single after yeah. this. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a 49 sounds, hour sounds podcast. Right. Yeah. Maybe four yeah. at this point. Okay, let me pull this article up. Let's we if we can pull it up on uh, on on the television. I would appreciate if you brought an article to light that would be a little bit recent that we could talk about that everybody kind of knows about this time. Oh, you know well, I mean? today's your lucky day, Bill. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So um, here we go. Let me pull up this one that I sent to Ben. That's the most recent message I got. Uh, so today's uh, bottom line news segment is, are you guys ready for it? Yeah. Um, I'm ready. If Kanye West needed any more publicity. I was about, yay. So um, CAA, his agency, and like pretty much everyone else's agency, has uh, cut ties with Kanye West. After his recent anti-Semitic remarks and uh, some other wild shit that he's had to do, and it's kind of like fake news. <laughs> fake news, pretty timely, I would say, uh, because he also just made a whole statement about how like Adidas would never drop him if he makes like anti-Semitic remarks, and Adidas did actually drop him as well. And uh, I don't know. I think it's pretty pretty wild. Uh, this whole and I think the sequence was actually opposite. I think the CAA stuff came out, and then Adidas dropped him today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I went through, I found, so you sent this article over and I went and found a really cool synopsis that had nothing other than a time series of events Yeah, that Forbes released, just kind of cataloging the last several weeks of things he's done, because I, I hadn't really been following this. Chris, I sent you the article. You can pull it up on your end whenever you get a chance. I haven't yeah. been following it very close. Yeah, neither have I. And so I was like, well, okay, you know, what's what's up with this? So I found this synopsis that they published today since Adidas is now dropping him, and that's another big thing. I guess a lot of his financial... Um, I've got a pie chart already on Leverage it. comes from that Adidas relationship. Yeah. So a lot of his, I think he's a net worth was something around $2 billion. And a huge piece of that came from the uh, Adidas relationship. And so they had published this time series of like the last, I don't know if it was a month or six weeks or something, of just things that have been leading it's up been to like, this. like a week, man. I mean, I think, yeah, I don't know. Let's see. No, it was longer than that because I, I listened to Andrew Schultz release that whole thing. Like That was like, a beautiful 60 seconds. Yeah, he really. He's on Pierce it. Morgan and said all that stuff. Well, really, what it came down to no, was the, I mean, the tweet that he it's made. Been like Billy, two weeks, Billy's right. right. Bill, Billy's right. O- October 3rd was the first. In this, cr- I mean, I, he's got it passed as being very controversial. Well, no, that's like three weeks. Yeah, that's so the 22nd. Yeah. But yeah, about three weeks. Yeah. So I was a little long. Um, so the but it was a good time lapse of kind of everything from. October 3rd till today. Yeah. And it was really interesting to read kind of that time series of, and this again is not a, um, an opinion article. It's just literally a timeline of events. Yeah. And they don't say there's no commentary in the article at all, um, which I thought was a cool, so decent job, uh, on just presenting information. Right. Um, but yeah, really wild. I didn't know any, any of that. Yeah, so I actually don't know the full extent of what you said, Chris. Do you have the article there? He just had he just has one one tweet uh, uh, that I read. But it was, was an interview that he said. That he in pe- uh, uh, yeah, uh, I saw that. There's a whole. I mean, there's a lot. Uh, I watched that as well. Uh, I'm not trying to defend him by any means. Because just give he, him your email, Chris. He broke the cardinal rule of rapping, which is always be pros. Uh, Jewish. Yeah, I can't think of the word. Yeah. I was. I was. A- I was really just Not where Schultz was at, where it's like, I really just hope he's bipolar. Well, so because yeah, if, if he's not bipolar, then I'm just like, wow. But it's weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Totally. So he's had a very I'm public. Just like, 
So I went bug. He has, he's got a very public thing since 2016, I think, or 2016 or 18, where he's been very open about um, having bipolar disorder. Oh, okay. Um, and he's got you know a long history of issues um, or struggles with um, being on and off medication for those kind of things. And so this is not a statement about is he on or off medicate. I mean that that to me isn't quite. I mean, it's hard to say be fair after some of the things he said, right? But that's not the point of what I'm going after. Um, so, yeah, but just interesting because there's definitely underlying issues. The cool part about seeing that timeline when you're trying to think about this is it definitely feels episodic. Totally. Right? So when you when you see this stuff on a time series and you see it escalate, and, and I just sent over a link that's that really good timeline to kind of show all the different things. Yeah, that, that, that tweet that, he's, that he says like a little bit farther down, Chris – is uh oh wait, i guess not farther down but it's that's that was what was the worst thing although as far as i can tell and i, I could be wrong because i i don't know you know the entire scope banned, of this he but he said he, he did he oh, yeah, did a really really bad tweet they shut him down on everything but i'm not really yeah, sure yeah i'm not gonna say pass it, it on <laughs> he said it to me yeah. Okay. It also MRC Entertainment just cut ties with them, who is a company that was producing his uh his documentary. They just wrapped up, so now they're they're not going to release that. Yeah, not even a year ago, they came out with the 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 genius. I haven't gotten it yet. Netflix then. documentary about him being a genius and everything. I don't, I just don't understand like what's happening with him and why. Well, he's, if he's bipolar like that, he's man, going you know? through a bad divorce. I guess. Uh, I mean, I I think the issues are probably. He's got four kids that. and everything. Yeah. That he's, must suck. Bro, he did. He did. He he came. He was on the news back Why in like 2004, saying, saying that like like Georgia George Bush doesn't care about black people, oh. uh, and then but <laughs> the, the, just just the point being that like he also then the whole thing where Beyonce where he interrupt where he comes up and like like you know interrupts Taylor Swift's acceptance uh, speech. About, uh, but then, like a month later, he was on Jay Leno, and Jay Leno made him cry thinking about his mom dying. Because br- I, I just think it's all. I think these I things are episodic an- as well. I mean, yeah, this right. just shows the struggle. Like over time, when obviously he's going through very stressful things, I think there's a breakdown in his um, cognitive function. And if he's not well medicated, any that any of that stress. And I'm not making an excuse for the behavior. I think the crazy part is one, he's got a he's got the freedom to mentally uh, on top of his game or not to say and do those things, what he does not have freedom from is uh, response to those statements. Right. So if he feels like those are the things that he needs to communicate, you know, he is free to do that. Sure, yeah. He is not free from the perception of that. He's not free from the ramifications yeah, of that. Exactly, He's not bro. free from what that does to uh, the work that he's done. It, it, it affects... A lot of different people. It affects himself. I mean, it's a really, it's really actually sad to to see whether you it's tarnishing a legacy. And and what's dangerous about this rhetoric is it is it like this is the kind of rhetoric that was said. Did you see? Did you see the uh, uh, the Nazis on uh, Thank in you. LA? That's just about to say uh, that were no. on the the uh, overpass that were like giving the, the Hitler salute. No. You didn't see that? No, I didn't see this. Chris, if you can I'm pull right it up, up. I'd appreciate it. But here's a problem because it doesn't take a crowd. It takes a small amount of people to to you know. Yeah, 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 to get bigger and, and bigger. And and what's dangerous about what Kanye is saying is that this is the kind of rhetoric that a small group of people were saying 
in pre-World War II Germany. It's never, first of all, it's never okay. That's what I'm um, yeah. It's never okay. There's not an excuse for hate, hate speech, especially, I mean, this stuff is pretty wild. It feels super episodic. It feels, it feels really wrong. Um, I, I don't know, you know, hopefully he's getting, uh, some kind of professional intervention, whatever that, whatever that means. And, uh, but I don't think you can, like I said, you have the freedom to say crazy stuff if you want. Yeah, yeah, you for sure. you are not free from the repercussion of the crazy things that you say. Hundred percent. With this kind yeah. of influence and his platform, at some point you think somebody'd be like, "Come here, buddy, try this jacket on." And you're like, "Why are my arms behind my back?" <laughs> oh my yeah. god! You know, I, and I'm I, like, I, I, there's, there's "Try this jacket." Why does on? it tie backwards? <laughs> yeah, why does yeah. it tie backwards? <laughs> Uh, it's new Adidas. Uh, it's fashion. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to uh, wrap up this segment because this leads me right into unpopular opinions. Which Kanye West had a real good one. Yeah. <laughs> oh if, we, if, if you want uh, a segue. Jesus. Thanks, uh, for, <laughs> thanks for lightening that up because it was getting like it was getting so heavy for me. I was like, I, we need to make some clarifying statements here. Like. We are not the experts, and, and no, and I am very good not. at this making is, anybody smile you. in any yeah, situation. Yeah, thank you, man, because I needed that. <laughs> like, this, this shit is just—it's such a stray into like yeah. darkness. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. But I, no, I want yeah, it's the I, worst thing on the fucking planet. So. But I, I, sunshines and rainbows. I want—I want to get to unpopular opinions because I, the, because I do kind of want to still build in this concept just a little bit. Not saying that we're the arbiter of anything here, right? However, we can recognize trends over the course of history and we can say this is where they lead to we should if we're going to make claims we should at least be careful that we're not trying to do the same thing that happened and have a passionate opinion to make things better exactly so i don't think it's wrong to discourse on this stuff or and don't get me wrong i don't think it's bad to bring it up i just think um you know we it's should dangerous territory it is yeah. it is so I, so slippery slope the, yeah, the, the way say. the way that it's pretty it, cut and dry to me fucking cancel this asshole okay yeah. fucking right. anti-Semitic yeah. shit. so <laughs> Hold go. on. Let, let, let me get into unpopular opinions real quick. My unpopular opinion this week, I was, I'm just going to kick it off right off the bat, is that this hating on woke culture is getting a little tired. Hating on woke culture? Yes. Woke culture? Yeah. What do you mean? Is that this whole concept of like of like woke culture is like destroying... Are you, uh, are, you, are you joining my... No, 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 no. Going over I, here, the I'm, SJWs I'm would love I'm, another no, fucking member, bud. I'm going to get to that in a second. I'm going to get to that in a second. Uh, I don't think that hating on woke culture is doing any service to anybody. This idea that like somehow people should not voice their opinion on things, and and by the own principle of conservatives who are typically against the woke culture thing, saying the free market shouldn't dictate how like what happens to businesses is hilarious to me. Okay, I'm pretty conservative by all metrics. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I th- I believe that woke culture has a place, right? The canceling thing I think does have a place. I'm not saying that we need to cancel everybody who says something, you know, uh, a little bit controversial or whatever. However, I I don't think the government should be making those calls either. No. So then who makes the calls? Uh, the CEO of Twitter. The people make the calls, right? Zuckerberg. So so yeah, he's right though. Just being honest. Who's who's, who's a person and like and and like a business. You know, as far as I'm concerned, can make that 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 call. Oh, you want to like nominate no. like a, just a good-hearted American? Oh, no, no, no. Well, no they hire a, the ten, a team of programmers. I, I have a couple nominations I'm, right now. I know a guy from Kentucky. 
born yeah. and raised, want to fight about it. And yeah. then also, I would say uh, Dolly Parton, hundred percent. She gets to make the decisions. What I'm saying, I would give a lot of my decision making power to Dolly Parton. Thank rock you. and roll, I'm rock and roll kidding. Hall of Fame member. I'm not kidding. I you believe can, you can fucking vote for me, Dolly Parton, if you're listening. I'll give you my fucking socials right now. I I just, <laughs> I just think that the, the, this idea of like of of hating on people like. Like pe- there are some people that should be canceled. That's just like Harvey Weinstein. That guy's got to go. Okay, Kanye West for the shit that go. he said. I mean, he's in prison. Let's he's, let's, he's let's shut it. Let's shut it down. Let's you shut, arrest right? Kanye West. That, are you trying to say no? And then Richard, you heard it here first. Richard Spencer, someone like him. Okay. Oh no! Let's, what's wrong with Dickie Spence? <laughs> Dickie Spence. <laughs> Dickie Spence. <laughs> okay. So uh, once you just get like straight racist. On a big platform, and he's just misunderstood in front, in front of right. everybody. No, what, yeah, he's just just him. saying like there's parameter, there's broad parameter, or there's very like specific things that like if you do this, this is what's gonna happen. Exactly, ramifications need to be had. Like right, if you touch if the stove, out, your hand's gonna get burned. Exactly, it's just how if, it is. It, I'm not saying we shouldn't let them debate on stages, and we shouldn't have discourse about them, or about have parties them. in Charlottesville, or whatever. But all, all I'm saying. <laughs> 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 One more of those and I'm muting your mic. Yeah, I'm Thank saying, you, Chris. Thank and you. And I'm sitting, I'm sitting next to Billy. He's making me real uncomfortable. Y'all. Yeah. Richard Spencer's we, we, a fucking is Satan. Is that your unpopular opinion? No, man. My unpopular opinion is that like, is that people should be allowed, like societies should be allowed to call out what they don't agree with and then shut it down. That's how, like, to me, that's how free markets that's work. That's your unpopular that's, opinion. Yes, that's my unpopular is opinion. Is that society should cancel people? Just that the idea of hating on people that are woke, quote unquote, or oh. that, that are trying to like cancel things, like 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 say, like hating on it is just getting a little tired to me. Like like people are talking about it constantly, say like, this whole woke culture, this whole cancel thing. It's like I'm not on board with it either. But at the same time, it's like if we as a as a society decide that somebody shouldn't have a voice because it's dangerous and they shouldn't have a platform. Because their voice is dangerous, and we don't want them to compete anymore in our markets. That's totally reasonable. I don't see what the problem is with that. You know what it's, I mean? It's capitalism in a sense. People exactly. are, people are going to spend their money where they want to spend it. Exactly. You know? If I'm you do the best to... at making them spend their money at your place, then good on you. Exactly. Exactly. I'm still trying to digest this. So you're saying you're unpopular. I think you're the opinion. only person having a hard time with what I'm saying. I right am I, because I don't understand how you think this is unpopular because you make fun of me all the time. Yeah, with this. I do. Your unpopular opinion is that. You think that woke culture is a good thing? I think that it can, it has, a, it has its place. Yes. So the only people who don't think that's a good thing are the same people who were having a party at the Capitol and think no, that I Donald disagree Trump with didn't that. win the election. No, man. I listen to a lot of podcasts with comedians, and they all hate on it too. Yeah. I mean, like people hate on 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 this woke culture thing. Like, like well, half those guys got canceled. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for, for, <laughs> for sure. one joke or two jokes. Yeah, and that's that's to me irrational. But as a society, if we if we believe or or for them being totally misrepresented too, right? But like as a society, if we're if we're looking at the facts of what's actually happening and we're deciding that somebody should not be allowed to compete anymore because of because their platforms are dangerous or their voices are dangerous to have a platform, then that's on us as a society to make that decision. Like, because it falls in somebody's hands at some point. If it's not us, it's the government. I'd much rather the people have that voice than the government deciding that you don't get to say this or say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Better than an algorithm. Thank you for... Yeah, exactly. Thank you for saying that. I just... My heart, my heart is beaming right now. 
I it's funny how, how you're dismissing it as like not a pop, an unpopular opinion. It's very unpopular no. to say that woke culture is like okay ha, right has now. a place no, in time. It's, it's yeah. not Tony and we'll welcome you in to our fold. You're so. Anyways, anybody else have anything to say about that, or we can move on to, to somebody else's unpopular opinion. No, we're all opinion. agreeing. Waiting on Bill. Uh, you say what you want. But Bill's Bill's unpopular opinion. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I want to know uh, a little bit more lighthearted than this whole conversation. Uh, so, my unpopular opinion this week is uh, uh, I really love Fran Drescher's voice. <laughs> okay. I love it. 100%. Cool. I love the Yankee accent. I got a Yankee girlfriend now from New Jersey. <laughs> Who doesn't sound like that? No. No. And I, I do love her, but like every now and then. <laughs> I like, do love her, but. Yeah, can you put that on, voice on a little on, bit? Put it on yeah. a little bit. I'll, yeah. ca- I'll catch her doing some good is stuff. Is the role play stuff that you guys do? Yeah, She's like just ask her if, yeah. uh, how, <laughs> uh, if she told her boss's daughter to go buy a pot of coffee on the corner for a quarter. We can all say that here. She throws We're a pinky ring on and puts it on, and puts that accent on you. She can't say that, yeah. but I love making her say it. Anyways, yeah. Franchise, 100%. <laughs> cool. first, first crush, without a doubt, and I love her voice. Okay. Right on. Cool. Nothing. <laughs> that's where we're at. It's like we gotta be serious now. No, no. That, no. That, that's we a gotta po- get back into it. That's a popular opinion, actually. You think so? I think I so. Mean, she's she got extremely famous off that voice. Yeah, but I really like it a lot. Everybody says it's so so annoying. Did I do another one? Yeah. Shit. Redo. Yeah. <laughs> Redo. I thought everybody hated it. Billy, Re- re-roll. Billy doesn't know how this segment works. I guys. do. Just, I like, just think that the opinions time, that time. I have. Are mine, and then I realize it's, that I'm just you know you a, a very lot. relatable guy. It's better. It's very relatable. Better yeah, than mine. Relatable person. Yeah. When I was here, the the new Batman just came out, and I was like, I actually like it. I think that's unpopular, and they're like, uh, most people What's are like. Unpopular it. opinion. The My unpopular opinion. Damn, I was gonna let Ben go first. Ben's better. Yeah, let Ben go first. It's fine. I didn't prepare for this, to be honest. Unpopular um, opinion, Ben. I know you got one just off off rip. You can literally. He has told you that Fran Drescher's voice is great, so it can be literally anything. Really? And you um, know this. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. My unpopular opinion would be... Uh, stainless steel frets are I better got, than... I, <laughs> well, I was going to say, I can give you some of the, um, No, my, my unpopular opinion is that, um, you know, we've got an unhealthy addiction to, um, to, uh, to sports figures. I think we got a really unhealthy relationship with. Um, Barkley had the best quote about that. With I'm not a figure. I'm not a role model. No, he's not. Never won a championship. That's and I, right. you know, I, I, <laughs> I think we put way too much emphasis on that stuff. Well, and I think to a certain point where it becomes unhealthy. Like I, I think um, we let that inform and influence a lot of what we think is awesome. You know, capability is or worth is or exceptionalism is. Right. So like what instead of uh, instead of other values that I think we could put in a higher regard and probably touch and inspire more people. Um, Not that. And that's not to say that just like a musician. Right. Someone who works very hard to become an amazing uh, sports player or athlete of any kind. Right. (laughs) It it isn't uh, isn't totally deserving of. The, the um, admiration, admiration. You're of, killing of Billy people. right now. But I think that there is so many other things that, as a culture, right, we could prioritize, not at the expense of athleticism or dedication or the things that it takes to be a great athlete. But if we could take those elements of 
what it takes to be a great athlete and prioritize those things. So if athleticism is not a path for you, or just like if maybe being a great rapper, right, is not a path for you, that you can take the principles of the things that made that success and apply them to um, whatever path you're on. What, like I think that I think the approach is wrong. So maybe that's maybe that's what it is. What what is it about the admiration of great athletes that you think is not about those it things? It points to an end game. It doesn't point to the process, right? It doesn't emphasize the building blocks. It emphasizes just a result, at least the way that I feel like I see it presented most often. Are it, you a fan of sports? Yes. Okay. That's what? Just, that's an interesting perspective yes. because I'm not I'm not I love I love man, I love hockey. I think football's pretty cool. I like baseball. I played sports. I was a long distance runner. I'm um in love with surfing okay. as as part of like what my lifestyle is. Yeah. So I totally get it. But what I appreciate from having done those sports and, and really being into that is stuff a journey. Are and not just a journey, all the different qualities that you build in that journey that I think when you look at like I wanna be a super athlete or whatever, right? It's kind of like the end game, like the fruits of that labor. Right. And, and I just think, look, there's a lot of people that maybe don't get the best juice from their squeeze because they're looking at what other people's end results are opposed to the things that help lead to that. And I feel like there's a lot to be learned there. OK, that's interesting. Yeah, for sure. Like, and that's not again, that's not a slight against uh, anybody in professional sports. I'm just picking on that because it's such a I don't want to go back to like media and music stars and, blah, you know, blah, 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 because we've kind of been there for a while in this space. But I, I think. um you know, sports is another area where if we can emphasize some of those qualities, like I really love seeing um, like when they do in the different and, and I think every league has like a variation of it. Right. But it's like the person of the year. Like, what is it? Walter Payton or something. Man of the year or whatever. Man of yeah. The year, yeah. Right. Where they show like, you know, the outreach and the different things that this person has done that makes them awesome outside of whatever yeah. their abilities and sport. I love that. I'd love to see like more of that. So again, it's not to take away from the performance or the or, or any of the things, right? But I think it becomes about things in in the high level, plain Jane view of what it means to be that. And I just like to see it emphasized because I think it would give better credit to those players themselves as well, right? Um, about what what really credits their uh, journey, right? I'd like to see more celebration of that. It's it's brainwashing a bunch of young kids to be results oriented, and that's a trap. You should be process oriented because if you just fine tune your process, then the results are going to come. And it could be any, and it could be in it anything. It could be anything. Yeah. But you can't be results oriented. Results oriented is just a dead end. You have to be process oriented. Well, aren't goals and aren't goals like indicative of the process though? Right. But what I mean is like you can't wake up every day and go, like I'm not going to have a good day if I don't win. Because life's going to kick you in the head every single day, no matter what, anyways. That's you know? what you're saying. Yeah. So it's like you have to have, if you try to make the process better every day, then eventually, you know, if you get really good at building a table, you're going to build a sweet table one day. Yeah. You know, that's the whole thing we were talking about earlier, where it's like, I, I'm personally trying to make the process of me playing music better because I know that my little wedge into the pie is going to be it's going to make it better. And I'm, and I like us because I'm in a group like that. And I think that's the best way to do it. It's just my opinion, but it's like, whatever. And I've heard a lot of people smarter than me that say, it's like, it's about the process. It's the 10,000 hours. Right. It's not the, I want this and I'm not going to be happy and I'm not going to do anything until I have this. Well, what if you don't ever have that? 
What if you get to almost touching it and then you you get in a whatever happens something. Which is what most people do, you know right? What I mean? You know, you, mo- most people, the, everybody that we're talking about pro athletes is like half of the one percent. You know how many people are in the NFL? Yeah. You know how many people want to be in the NFL? Yeah. Okay. Well, look how many people get classified through their journey, right? As you know, unworthy or not whatever because they're not either an athlete or they're not um, capable of this or that or whatever, right? Like. If some of those other attributes were emphasized, they would find that same sense of self-worth maybe more readily available to bring it into their sense of being and apply themselves in a different way. And, and I feel like that would be a really cool space to see. So not that it takes away from any of these traditional things that we have you know, culturally looked up to. That's not the point that I'm trying to emphasize here. I'm saying if we could take truly those attributes and spread the application of them around, we would probably reach a lot more people to find fulfillment and to be the best version of themselves that they can. I half agree with you uh, because I do understand without a doubt that, yeah, it is impossible. I wanted to be a professional basketball player uh, my entire childhood. I thought you were 6'9". I'm not. I'm just kidding. 5'9", actually. Yeah, five, nine. On a good day. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm off I, I will say about this, it does provide a lot of inspiration for people that may yep. use that to find other things. I do totally agree with you. They shouldn't idolize anybody. I believe that's in the Ten Commandments somewhere. Secondly, uh, I will say that it's uh, easier to become a professional athlete than it is an astronaut. So, no. Um, <laughs> I, I, well, <laughs> well, look. I mean, I, I totally, I totally get, I totally get where you're coming from. I, and I feel like, look, just that Pro goal, like yeah. that yeah. dream, yeah. right? Like from a yeah. from a child's eye, that dream may lead you to develop those characteristics because right. the desire, the goal, yeah. may instill you in those steps. But I just think that it would be really great if we built the awareness of those steps along with the dream. And so, yeah, a six- or seven-year-old is probably not going to understand what dedication and discipline and all those things and may not be in love with that. So maybe the idea of that isn't beneficial there. But I'm thinking more about, like, young adults, you know, that have have hopefully some perspective to kind of get those things balanced, right? And I still see a, a lot of people... Um, of all different ages, right? So yeah, I mean, maybe it doesn't fit for a six or seven year old where that dream of like, yes, oh. I want to be a whatever. And even kids as you get o- older, right? So I'm not, we're trying to reduce the the thought of dreaming. I, I just feel like- Like start at middle school. Like give those tool <laughs> sets, <laughs> give those tool sets to people earlier right. and see how far they can fly. And they may find other things to fly at. I think yeah, that'd be sure. great. What uh, uh, you sound like Mike Rowe though about like don't chase your dreams, get the fucking just learn how to hang drywall really no, no, well, but here's, here's, and you'll eat forever. I, 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 I think that there's that this is kind of applicable to that as well though, you know, and I think that as a musician, just no hang drywall even right because yeah. because here's the thing is that. Yeah, the the emphasis n- should be more on the process of of achieving those things, like the work ethic and like what it takes. But then there's something more than that, though, right? Because it's not just like the talent, right, that gets you there. And 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 make no mistake, when I'm talking about talent, I'm talking about the work ethic and the ability to 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 make yourself better and the drive. That that's, is the talent. That's not talent. And then hard work the, beats talent a lot. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is that that is the talent at the end of the day. That's what it boils down to, like the work that you put into the thing. Fucking Deion Sanders ran so, the fastest fucking so, 410 on the fucking planet. There's, and it just didn't even fucking warm up. He came in a limo 
fucking dressed up in a fucking suit and they just fucking took off. So Broke every fucking record in the combine. There's the next point what? that I'm trying to make. Hard is work. That <laughs> like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> there's there's uh there's the next point of that where it's like understanding the value that you bring to the table once you have accomplished those things, right? Because it's like those people that are at the top, but let's, I mean, whatever. I, I don't know shit about sports. There's, okay? a, pe- there's a pecking order. But like, I'll, I'll never run a 410 in my life. I see where Billy's coming from, too. That's fine. I understand. <laughs> there, there's there's the outliers, right, that they can do things. Like, there's people who pick up an instrument and just got it, right? That's not yeah. what I'm talking about. Like, that's fine. Yeah. But there's people that didn't that also had to work hard that can get to that point as well. What I'm saying... Well, not better than Deion Sanders. What I'm saying is that... He played baseball and football at the same time. Fuck sakes. You are so annoying. <laughs> that... There's like, (laughs) there are people that like, that work hard, they get to that level and then, and then work hard, but don't get to that level. And the one thing that kind of like that, that, that where the difference lies is like, there's knowing what your value is, right? If like LeBron James, for some reason, can't play. Okay. That translates to a direct loss in ticket sales. Right. And I'm just saying that like to, to the admiration for the status is not necessarily a bad thing either because that's a, an acknowledgement of what of like what your actual like financial worth is to a situation. Sure. I mean I get it. I get it. I just think look, if on the grand scheme of things like yes, I I think we're just very imbalanced. Yeah, I feel right. That, that there's so much favor on that far side of the scale. Yeah. And that that's where my gripe is. Is it's not and again, I don't I don't think it, any of those things are necessarily or intrinsically bad. What I think is that we're unhealthy. I think when we were kicking off I said there's an unhealthy emphasis. Right. Right. So, social so media does not that. help that. I'm thinking about balance. Social and, media doesn't help. And that so at all. I totally get it. Yeah, I agree with you. I, and I just think it's it's not as balanced as it could be. I think that balance would provide an equally valuable ladder to folks that have that potential in areas that they never discover in themselves because of the imbalance, right? So, like, let's say LeBron knows his worth, and I'm not picking on him. I think he's great and a good role model and gives back, and he's from where a lot of my family in Ohio is from. Pretty sure it's Akron. Akron, yeah. Um, That's correct. Akron. Akron. So, you know, totally actually a a fan of his. Um, but what I'm saying is like, yeah, but what about the value that someone who got discouraged and didn't find their way? Maybe that was the mind or the creative spirit that some young lady could have developed to really push the needle forward for social justice. Or that was the inspiration and grit that some young man needed to become you know, a physicist that was going to solve a really real problem for us or that someone could have got into medical science and really done something fantastic. But because that value wasn't seen at an attribute level, it was seen at an end game level that they didn't find their way through because there's also not a lot of, um, especially in, 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 in all kind of areas of our, you know, cultural and social structure, right? Those things get emphasized in different communities higher than others. And I think a lot of people, have the have a opportunity where they may not they may not um, be able to seize all the potential they have, and that's just one facet of it. That's probably a very oversimplified facet, but I think it's applicable to everyone. Is I just think our priorities are 
a little skewed. Yeah, totally. And, and again, not that those other things are bad, just that they're probably not as balanced as they could be. Right. Yeah. So I, every time I see like, you know, such an emphasis on some of those things, I think, gosh, you know, we could probably do better with balance. Yin and yang. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's it's not the only answer, and it's not going to fix the world. But I think that's an easy thing we could reprioritize. For sure. We're going up on a grade right now. That's been the most unpopular opinion out of the three. Where are you at, Aaron? Uh, take money out of politics. That that's pretty popular. That's popular. That's, that's popular. popular. I would be. I would be, I would be I running at the gate, man. I'd be running at the gate. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know many uh, conservatives or or liberals that would that would argue that point. Actually, oh, it's just I don't know. That's the only thing I've been thinking about because it's just like I feel like we're just shooting ourselves. No, you know what? I'm going to push back on this and say we need more money in politics. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> yeah, come on, help us out. Give a, give a yeah. contrast. Yeah. yeah. No, we need more. We need we, you more. Know what? We need I think more. we need to put sports and politics together and have, like, teams. Like, you know what? Yeah, I you love know what I mean? this idea. <laughs> I heard there's two. I heard there's two. Yeah, well, there's no, a, but I'm saying, like, uh, a, like there's, there's we can have two conferences here. without a doubt. Yeah. But, like, we need some fucking divisions no, I agree. You know oh. what? Furthermore, I think that the that if you want to be president of the United States, you gotta battle it out. Yeah. In a fucking gladiator style. Gladiator pit. Fuck yeah. Well, that's I about what that. it's come down to. Are you and not I, entertained? Hundred percent. Let's and, go. And, and I'm saying, like, honestly, like you get the the way that you get uh training for that, and sure. like you can really like is that you raise the funds? The NBA, right? You raise funds. Oh, with, oh you, so train, oh, sorry. you train. You train later. You train later. Yeah. I was. Well, I was piggybacking on it. For we, we, we 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 raise funds, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. in order to like like as many funds as you can. Yeah, yeah. As as much of the monies as you can. They fight in space. It, well, you, <laughs> they fight in space. Now I like oh, where this is going. Because now we're gonna raise money for the actual arena. You do like Where does Marvel. it happen? Yeah. Does it happen in America? So fucking do we do it in China or do no, we do it on the moon? No, the only the only impartial place it could happen is the international. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, ISS. 100%. Or because no one owns Mars yet. Right? That's Mars. Well, I heard Elon in Musk school does suspension as well. is what yeah. yeah. First person to get so, there gets it. I'm pretty. All sure. right. So whoever raises the most money and wins gladiator battle is who becomes the president now, of, you, of the world. Really. Well, what, do you mean, uh, well, what, what are the rules? Hang on. <laughs> and like we are like totally just destroying your opinion. But <laughs> yeah. what is the what's the rules of the fucking battle? No rules. No. You literally, there's got to be rules. The, you, you can literally. Take fucking there's rules in like fucking war cash and you just smack it across their face. So we're talking like, we're talking <laughs> chemical warfare in in this battle. Yeah, whatever you want. That's insane. If you can raise the funds to afford chemicals, it, then why it's not? It's not expensive. You know, like, they used to do that, right? Hand, hand to hand with weapons, and <laughs> yeah, there's like tigers, just like gladiator and stuff. Yeah, yeah if that's, that's all that, you can. If that's you know, my favorite fight. If that that's movie. all that you can afford, then yes, that's that's what you get. I heard they used to do that, dude. I saw it in Hamilton. Yeah. I think it should be like right. I saw it in Hamilton, bro. <laughs> what you know? Just lined up and blasted each other. And there is no more accurate representation of history than Hamilton. I, think I mean, that's what I heard. I heard it's pretty ironclad. <laughs> yeah. It should be something like, was like that. <laughs> they were all really good singers and dancers. It was sick. Yeah, they were all black too. All right. It was just great singers and dancers, yeah. and they just blasted each other. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you um, imagine dueling? Like that was such a legit thing. It You're was like, legit. Anton, thing. I don't like your opinion. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh really? A duel. You're like. 
Duel me then, bro. That legit is how it happened. But, and I'm like, okay. And I, you pick the way, you know? And, and then you're like, oh, can and you I, imagine? And I, I, mean, I, I, no, it I sucks about all these laws we have yeah. now. It's fucking I, you know what? No, ben, garbage. I can imagine, and I'll tell you further, I think that's what we should be doing right now. No. I think that we need you to raise... You want to bring dueling back? Yo, yes. Bring, that was the original cancel, if, bro. If you... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the original cancel was if, the duel. If you want... You're like, to, I don't like the shit you say, boy. If you, yeah, and he's canceling. Some guy's like, what? You're like, let's do it out. If you want, he's to really the, looking forward to the whole Mad Max situation in if, the next decade. If you, <laughs> no, I'm saying if you want to be the commander in chief, the head of our military, you gotta be able to fucking throw down. Is all I'm saying. Nah, you know what I mean. Nah, fucking, I, if you if all you can afford is a fucking tiger and a spear, that's what you get. But if you can, you know, Donald Trump this thing. You gotta imagine tigers you can get yourself some Dark Knight style chemical it's just the broken pool cue, and you throw it in the middle between both of them. Yeah, yeah you know there you what? Go. Yeah, that's the that, Batman. The that's, fucking, is that what's happening? But but if you can raise the funds, yeah, if you can if you can like be Batman and you can like have all the money to fund the yourself, Joker, the jo- Joker, whatever. That was and you can get chemical warfare and all that shit. Then you can use that against the the douchebag. Who Isn't raise that much, kind of what's just happening in the world right now? So it's very uh, insensitive got to current events. Money, <laughs> just, like owns can, the world. You control the media to yeah, sway yeah, yeah. the popular opinion. The uh, more we talk about it, I feel like maybe... Be careful where this conversation is going, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 This goes into all these territories that all I just, right. you know... I'm just doing this just so on. I like how Aaron is like, like, you know what? You, you want to fuck my unpopular opinion? I'm going to double down. Who controls the media, guys? Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> unpopular opinion. Yeah. Who controls the media? Yeah. No, uh, right. I think K-Dub's already had a point about that a little while ago. All right. Let's... <laughs> Let's uh let's wrap this up. Guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast. <laughs> As usual, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh and make sure you guys check out the new Widget album. Yeah. What's the name yeah. of the album? Widget. Yeah. A fucking self-titled. self-titled albums always fucking crush it. Widget. Like top five self titled albums. The Beatles. Yeah, that's all I can think of. Too, <laughs> Led Zeppelin. Le- Le- every oh, single Led Zeppelin album. They had four, so that's five. But here we go. Yeah. <laughs> they had a lot of albums, actually. But no, but they had Led Zeppelin one, two, yeah, three, three okay. four. Yeah. All right, if you want right, to. Yeah. Well, Anyways, I thought he was a musician. Well, yeah, definitely, not. man. Thanks for for having us, and uh, we're excited, and uh, hope you enjoy the the tune. So go check it out. Yeah, everywhere yep. you everywhere you stream things, and also the residency at Southern Grill. Oh yeah! First Thursday, every second Thursday of the month. Second Thursday of the month, and then um, on the fifth, we're playing Malabar Yard, which is a festival down in Malabar. On the fifth of November. Fifth of November. This will not be out by then, I don't think. Oh. Right. If he has anything to do with it, is what he's trying to say. But I, I'm I'll, gonna get canceled. I'll, I'll do my best to get. To Jan- get Janice yeah, will know you. about this, Anton. Uh, well, she sounds like she sucks. So, and it's Janet, but oh. Janet. Oh, my bad. I thought it was Janice. I thought it was Janice, too. Oh, it might have been. I, I said Janet. The, <laughs> I don't even remember I anymore. said Janet on the last one, and I got corrected yeah, by both was, of you guys. Oh, so it's got to be Janice, yeah, huh? Yeah, so now I'm He now, remembers that. He, remember why, he just remembers that uh, one. Yeah, yeah so it's got to be Janice. I don't know. We haven't, we haven't been in touch very Obviously. much. This, this yeah, is, she's at your house for Fourth of July, though. I didn't have the... Headphones or anything, man. Yeah, this is a Mandela effect going on. Yeah, I love how like we all took our headphones off, and he's still wearing it. I thought you had yours in. I know. Oh, you're trying to do Okay. Anyways, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Adios, muchachos. Adios. Adios. Adios.